is coming down from the gallows and I don't have very Hello and welcome to episode 98 of the UK Steelers podcast. You're joined by three of our usual co-hosts, me, Simon Stanley, Gavin Marshall, Dave Hart, all here again. And we joined, we've, we've drafted him in, not during draft season this time. It's our old friend, Mike Farrell. How are you doing, buddy? I'm Grant. How are we getting on, lads? Not too bad. What what does Mike F do when it's not in draft season? Yeah, I assume you just go into hibernation, right? Nothing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely nothing. Um, I had I had notes of players ready to talk. No, I'm only joking. Um, yeah, I can I can quiet down now until I don't know four months, and then I realise I got to get my shit in order. You haven't um, so you haven't started like reading the the uh, PFF draft guide for 2022 yet? No, no, very <laughs> too early. I did see that pop up. Which this this has to be the earliest it's ever been. Uh, it's a pre it's a college preseason guide, isn't it? No, I'm sure, it's like a draft guide. They've like released like the 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 early elements of a draft guide, at least that they're going to then update. Are you sure, I thought I thought it was a preseason. Well, you're the um, one with the PFF subscription, so you probably know better than me. But I thought <laughs> I'd say that. I, maybe not. I mean, they they do pump out content, but um, the thing I saw was yeah, like a sort of preseason. It's great. I've never seen anything like it. It's just breaking down every team. Wow, oh, that's good. All 180 or whatever it is. There's loads in there. Oh jeez. Uh, already turning into the PFF podcast. Geez. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Three seconds. How's it going, Dave? Oh, good. I'm just sat here waiting for the eventual Devin Bush mental breakdown. I'm good. Um, <laughs> now, um, the, the the positivity cast is over. It's back to usual programming of, <laughs> of you know, complacency, complacency and misery. So, uh, well, welcome back, guys. Well, we've timed that perfectly, haven't we? Because this week we're going to do a bit of a, a schedule preview, right? A breakdown of each game as we go through the season. So, mm-hmm. our textbook optimism um, didn't really feel right for that show. It feels like maybe we should skew negative again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Do we need to say a happy birthday to Rich? What is it? His thirty fifth birthday? No, I don't know. But um, <laughs> didn't know where you were going with that. Uh, got, yeah, got a bit uh, yeah. He's uh, Rich is in Vegas, so yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out to you. Too uh, too busy having fun to join us, but uh, he'll be back. Rich is the kind of guy that goes to Vegas and comes home with more money than he went with. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, Rich. <laughs> um, okay, so before we get started on on the schedule and all, and all that good stuff. There's just one very. We don't need to do the whole news drop. There's not a lot going on, I don't think, unless you've got some some vast uh, some vast stories for us, Gav, or anything. But there's one quick thing I think we need to talk about, um, and in a strange kind of not what you'd expect kind of story, uh, the wife of Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins has been charged with domestic battery after she knocked out one of his teeth on July 3rd. Now this isn't all. You shouldn't laugh about this, really. But uh, I mean, when you wake up and hear sort of Steelers QB domestic battery incident. This was not the way I thought it was going to go. Yeah, I, I was. Um, I think this is. I mean, it's, it's terrible. He lost, chipped his tooth, and 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 she knocked him down. He needs, dent- he, he needs dental surgery. He needs dental surgery, and he he didn't remember being hit or anything, so he was properly had his bell rung. But I mean, I don't want to uh, marginalise the seriousness of domestic violence towards men because it's a real thing. It okay. does happen, and um, you know, it's very you know, it's bad. Uh, that said. The positive of this is that he he didn't strike her, and that's great, mm. you know, because this if you know you can imagine them getting into a fight. If they'd got into a fight with each other, the story would have been all about Haskins and him, you know, yeah. conducting domestic violence, and he'd have been off the team. And then you know, <clears throat> that's that's just bad news all round for the Steelers because at least 
you know, Haskins is in the building. He's, he's got potential. You know, we're, we're going to talk about you know Ben this season. What you know, ad nauseum. If if Ben can't go, if he's, he's in general decline, at least they've got Haskins. At least they've got something to try. Another another guy behind Rudolph. If he, if he was you know suspended for the year, that would have been disaster. Where do you go then? Yeah, bring back Duck Hodges. <laughs> I know a few people would be happy with that one, but I think. Most people wouldn't. I think that'd be a bit of a shocker, wouldn't it? But this happened in Vegas, right? Are we sure that Rich isn't involved in this? Maybe she saw Rich and wanted wanted out. <laughs> Screw this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I want Batman. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I, don't, I, I don't really know what else to say about this, but but good for Dwayne Haskins, I suppose, for getting punched in the mouth and not punching back. Um I, I did see one awful take. It's not Matt Madden. It's the other guy that's that's just a hot take artist in Pittsburgh. What's his name? Um, it's like Andrew Filipponi or something. Oh yeah, like. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he he came out. What did he say? I wish I'd saved the tweet now. But I don't know if any of you saw it. He he was basically just bad mouthing Haskins about this incident and saying it was bad news and da da da. And I was glad to see a lot of people come back and say this is like just the worst take ever. Like <laughs> you know, if if if. Uh, if he'd have done anything else, then we'd have been saying, like you say, he'd have been off the team. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I think maybe works out for the best. Maybe he wants to uh, take out a restraining order. I think maybe this is what the the woman in the Earl Thomas case wishes she had: her right hook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The dentist. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, that mess with her. She must. She's got yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to talk about was the 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 shotgun tell. Oh yes, I'm glad you had gone. Continue. So some some sleuth out there, some private eye, worked out that Ben has a, a savage tail that when he's in shotgun, um, you can you can read whether it's going to be a pass or a run play. If he's if it's a pass out of shotgun, he's got his heel raised, his right heel, I think it is. If he's if it's a if it's a run play, he's got his heel flat. And and this goes he's this is a hundred percent consistent all the way back ever since wow. he's been in the league. Jeez. So they need to be. I'm sure. I'm hoping. You know, that, I'm hoping that's an easy fix. I don't know, but I mean, has has anyone else spotted this? Has Belichick spotted this? Is that, is that why the Bills, um, the Bills, the uh, the Patriots have always had the the one over on them? I don't know. I mean, surely I mean, we'd have heard about it by now if it was something that teams knew about. It'd have been heard yeah. about, and it would have been corrected if not. You know, something had been done about it by now. Surely. So this guy, whoever he is, has been the first one to spot it. Clearly. You think? I don't know. If you knew and it would give you an advantage, you keep it close to your chest, wouldn't you? I suppose. But then you get you get people reading every single play on him. Like they'd know every single time that, after, yeah, with, with with every snap consistently, what's going to be done. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully that's get sorted out. Um, one other bit of housekeeping. Someone, uh, a friend of mine, uh, messaged me saying, "Can they wanted a podcast hat?" I was like, "Sure." So I went to go and send him the link. The link was dead. So then I went to uh, the 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 web store. Web store's down. Went to email the guy that runs the web store. No reply. Automated reply. Uh, check checked it. Checked dug a bit further. Company's gone into uh, solvency. Maybe you know COVID related. What? So um, if if you have any UK Steelers podcast merch, it is now limited edition. Hang on to that shit. How, how um, did that happen? Without anyone noticing. I don't know. Uh, so we are we are in in need of a new uh, merch supplier. But uh, in the meantime, I, I'll plug our fellow. Uh, I think I tweeted out the, the UK Steelers uh, Twitter page. So it's like a fan Twitter page. 
he's got one hell of a nice logo and a nice t-shirt um, I'm actually wearing mine now. I got one the other day. Oh, nice. uh, so it's yeah, it's, it's nice. And the, and the guy always supports the show. He retweets it out. So go and buy one of his uh, T-shirts if, if you're desperate for some merch. It's, it's a cool logo. I'll tweet it out. So yeah, shout out to UK Steelers. I have a feeling that if we asked um, J-Bo, Jason Boulder about this, then we, I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure there's something that the company's actually gone bust. They're still going because I'm pretty sure there was some put up on the Facebook group about it. I'm no, sorry, I'm not, a, I'm not a wealth of knowledge. Sorry, it's, I'm, sorry. I'm, I've got half the knowledge, but I'm pretty sure there's, it's still going. It's just sort of changed name or something like that. I'm okay. entirely wrong. We'll see, we'll see. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe spread we'll have, disinformation. We'll have, an, we'll have an update maybe next week. Yeah. <laughs> Find out what's Jay, happened to the butch. Jason's knee deep in uh, mini helmets. Oh, Jesus, you see yeah. how many? I, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, mm. Nice. Yeah, that's nice a, another thing to check out. Yeah, go on the, on the Facebook page, the, uh, the UK Steelers fans... Mini helmet, which is a cool looking mini helmet, and he's sending some stickers out, right? As well, yeah, the new logo. On. Oh, it's all happening, the yeah, it's all, it's all going on. <laughs> the growth, anyway. That, right, so from that parochial business, we got any more any more NFL related news, or should we just get into the schedule? I think that's it. I think let's just get into it, right? Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, where should we start? Week one, that seems logical. Have you got any, any, any like <laughs> over the top thoughts before we dive straight into week one? Uh, no, I mean, no, no, not really. Let's okay. get into it. Let's okay. go. So, what we can do? We're just going to break down each game yeah. as we go. So, I'm going to introduce each game. We'll go from one, week one to week eighteen, or however it works. Um, I'll give you a couple of just quick off the top stats. I know you got some, some juicy info for us on each game, and then we're going to come up with uh, hopefully by the end a podcast um, record, right? Based on what we can all agree with. Maybe we'll just, I would say we do it on the majority, but we'll end up with loads of halves. So me and Dave will say we'll lose a game. And Mike, do you do you skewer optimistic or pessimistic? Uh, glass half full, gents. Okay. Okay. Ish. So, so right. you truly are filling the rich seat then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Optimist. Interesting accent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but I must say, it does seem like most people, most national guys, and just people I speak to on Twitter and stuff, they're all down on the Steelers. They, they think they're going under 500. I, I just don't see it at all. But I think are they just the sort of Ben decline crowd? I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I've noticed that more than ever this year, and I, I agree. I do think we are being looked down upon a little bit. I mean, I don't know what's that. Do you know what our over under for a record is this season generally in the betting markets? I don't know, but I, I'd be surprised if if I wouldn't bet the over on it. So maybe I am more optimistic than I say. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll come up with our own records. Yeah, we'll see saying. now, yeah. <laughs> right, okay, let's dive in. Okay, week one, um, Monday, September 12th, we play uh, Buffalo Bills away in Orchard Park. Um, it's just a regular 1pm kickoff. And for, e- for each of these games, by the way, I've got the series record, right, which I quite like to look back on. So the oh, series yeah. record for this one is 16-11 to the Steelers. Right. I mean, this is this is a repeat of uh, the heartbreaker, the 26-15 Last year, this was this was a tough. This was the beginning of the sort of tough, tough kind of bit of the schedule, wasn't it? It was yeah. the the Bills' only victory against a team with a winning record. Really? And it was yeah, it was it was a game marred by DJ drops and uh, Cam Sutton being terrorised by Diggs. And I, I don't know if you remember, I tweeted out that clip of him getting destroyed by Diggs. That was that was a bad play for him. Um, but Sutton did have a a sack and and a pick. And um, and also Hilton picked off Josh Allen, who was who was confused by the Steelers' um, 
disguise in the secondary. So some th- some things to work on there. Sutton will be coming back, wanting to get get one back over on Diggs, and I think Allen will will, will be looking to uh, you know to try and work out the Steelers' defensive scheme a bit better than he did. So uh, it's got it's got yeah it's got like a kind of classic rematch all over it. Yeah, this this is going to be. I mean, what what a game to kick the season off though, the Bills away. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's certainly going to be an interesting barometer of where this team is in week one. We're going to see the whole new offense and against one of the league's. Is it still one of the league's best defenses? Right, I would say it is. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it was a down year for them. Yeah, that's why I thought. Yeah, but last year, I mean, Jerry Hughes was their best player, but um, he only had a seventy-five point six PFF grade, so that's that's pretty low across across the board on that thing. Um, Tredavious White sort of struggled in the run D and had a down year. Uh, they, they basically don't have a very good run defense, so they need to. They've got to try and shore that up. Um, they, they've made some big signings. Uh, they brought in well the UK's very own FA Abadas there. So, uh, I think I don't know if they're trying to bring up bring in the run D with that a little bit, but obviously they brought in uh, Russo and Basham in the draft to try and um, mm. yeah, generate a bit more push and try and shore up that run game. Yeah, I don't know what to think of this one because th- this is going to be a hard one to pick the Steelers. In. I don't know, Mike. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's a it's it's a tough start. Um, I was just looking at some of the stats from the game last year. Got Ben through for less than 190 yards. Uh, I think there was a pick six in that game as well. He really really struggled. Um, oh, oh, this this was a really <laughs> tough one to call. Um, I'm really clinging on to me uh, optimism hat here. Opening game away to Buffalo. Yeah, I don't know. I think Harris could have a big game though. I mean, they've, they've got a bit of a shaky front seven. I think. I mean, you, you read the names: Vernon Butler, Ed Oliver, Mario Addison, Abada, and then you've got you know Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano. There's question marks about all those guys. The only one who, I mean, he's he's a big name, but maybe he's he's not produced so much. And in fact, his players declined. His star Lutele is back because hmm. um, he set out for COVID nineteen. So he might be the he might be the best run, run defender on this team. Hmm. Um, yeah, uh, Harrison Phillips needs to overcome a torn ACL. So uh, yeah, you know, they, I think Bills Bills Mafia are hoping for an Ed Oliver breakout. But um, I, I think I think this could be we could see a welcome to the NFL for Harris in this game. I like that. Can we get a bold prediction on that before we one <laughs> two hundred yards three touchdown game from Najee? That no, would be bold. <laughs> but I think it's going to come down to the D. You know, I think can can the Steelers. Can they DBs? You know, this is who, well, who, how, why, how is his secondary? Can it cover Diggs and Co? You know, they've got quite a decent receiving core, haven't they? I mean, you look. There's some reports Beasley could be cut. Um, yeah. I mean, he made the Pro Bowl for the first. I didn't. Even, sorry, the All Pro team for the first. I didn't realize. I think it was second team All Pro. Um, but uh, he, he's he's. Uh, it's not just a, the anti-vax stuff, but he's actually a 5.3 mil cap saving, um, and he's been fighting injuries for them. So they might they might just want to cut him and just give the slot role to Isaiah McKenzie. Um, so, but even 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 so, they've got Manny Sanders, so that's he's returning back to the Steelers. Um, you know, Diggs, Marquez Stevenson, Gabe Davis, decent decent wide receiver core. So the uh, secondary is going to be tested. Oh, and you said we didn't do a great job last year, so I don't know what's improved in that. <laughs> oh, it's got worse, isn't it? That's yeah, the problem. Exactly. Yeah, you can, I've got to think as well. Oh, sorry, go on there. Yeah, go on you. Yeah. I was just going to, um, very quick then, uh, I mean, Josh Allen's only had one superstar season. The two years before were, were shaky, admittedly. Um, so I'm fascinated to see how he jumps from a, 
you know, is he going to repeat the season that he had last year where, you know, six weeks into the season, you know, he was outside our MVP show in terms of the numbers he was putting up. Um, I'm curious to see if he replicate that again this year. I think yeah. he can only improve, to be honest. I mean, I, I know I know. Um, Cy doesn't fall on the uh, on the Josh Allen love side of things. I know the, the Bills have had a bit of hate from, from Cy in previous shows and what have you, but... Um, <laughs> But I think he can only improve. Um, you know, he, like you say, he had a somewhat of a, a shaky beginning, but he's. I think he's found his. You know, the Bills have worked to his strengths, and, and they've they've done a good job with him. I think, and they've got a pretty heavy duty pass attack around him. And the, I don't know in terms of percentages how much they're handing the ball off, but I don't seem to remember there being massive figures for Devin Singletary and Co. and um, and Zach Moss getting a lot of carries. I think it was pretty much pass first and run the ball if we really need to you know if it if the situation calls for it they don't really hand the ball off much it's it's pretty much pass 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 and i mean now that now the uh, positivity cast is over uh, as things currently stand with our dbs i can only see it at the moment being taken apart maybe after the preseason things you know Opinions will change and we'll be a bit more comfortable and happy with how things are with the with the corners and what have you and the way the secondary is working as a whole. But at the moment, I can see the Bills tearing through it, and uh, that's a bit scary. If if that does actually come to to happen, that could be the beginning of the end. <laughs> sorry. Oh, Jesus, sorry. Right. sorry, sorry, I'm I'm starting with negativity straight away. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> or resident Eeyore. Um, is, that, is that mean you're picking the bills for this one, Dave? So I put that a big zero in your column here. Um, yeah, at the moment. But like, like I say, with the preseason, my opinion, I'm, I'm hoping my opinion is going to change. But hey, this, this is a snapshot of right now, isn't it? This is yeah. our, you know, pre-training camps, you know, schedule yeah. prediction. Let's, with, let's, with we, can, this, we can change this. With this pass attack, it's just, I think it's it's going to be too much for, at the, at the moment, I think it's been too much to handle. And like you said, they're, they're uh, so their defense isn't—it's not the best in the league, but it's no by no means the worst. And they've done work to improve um, by picking up those two DNs. Um, I say, was it Russo and Basham? Mm-hmm. So they've they've shored up in on that front. They've had a pretty good draft on in that respect. Um, they've even picked up Mitch uh, Trubisky, haven't they? Um, Reading to that where you will. Um, game changer. Game changer. Yeah, big time. Um, but yeah, I. I I think I'm at the side of the Bills. Sorry, guys, I'm, I'm not being the home okay. straight away. That's okay. Yeah, I think I'll probably stick my hat in your corner, Dave. Oh, no. I don't know right. if I'd say it's the beginning of the end, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I think this is a team that the Steelers would be glad to be playing earlier in the schedule rather than later, because, like you say, the, the players that they've drafted, I think they're, they're on the raw side, Basham and um, Rousseau, so... Uh, the other guy that we've not talked about is AJ Epinesa, who was their you know early rounds drop in. Yeah. He's he didn't really feature much last year, but I, I think he, yeah, he, I think he came on at the second half of last season. But he's a guy that I think could could have a bit of a breakout. But I still think this defense. I don't think they can stop the run. I think Harris will be unleashed onto the NFL. I think that their their tackles are good, but the interior of their O line's not as good. So I think we can get some interior pressure with our outstanding defensive line. So I, I'm going to go for a win here, but I, I can be talked around. This this is a tough game straight out of the gate, but um, I'm going to be optimistic and say a win. Mike? I'm going to join you, Gav. 
throw, throwing a W there from me. It, it, I, do you know what, though? I, I do agree. It, it is going to be close. Um, and I could easily, as you say, be persuaded it, that we might not get out of the gate too, be, uh, too fast on uh, on week one. But as I'm sort of teetering, tottering, um, I'll stay positive and go 1-0. Right. Okay. So, as 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 was predictable... We've got a fifty-fifty split. Um, I, I, I'm prepared to. I'm prepared to say. I'll check. You know, for the for the purposes of the of the of the group, uh, I can say I'll concede and say this. This probably could be a loss. So should we say this is a a, a joint loss then? Yeah, it's I think confidence yeah. level is 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 worth taking into account. Dave seems very confident we're going to lose this game. So. Would um, yeah. would having with them having former Steeler Tyler Matakevich um, sway you at all? Would that uh, change your mind? Well, it might, might might make a difference on special teams, but um, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you won me over there, uh, Dave. Let's uh, yeah, let's move on not, before I change. I'm not sure. Sh- I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, week two, we fl- we fly back to Pittsburgh, the first home game, home game, the first time we're going to have fans in Hinesfield for a long time. Um, to play the Raiders now, the interesting one here: the, the Raiders actually lead. The series record against the Steelers, sixteen to thirteen, and in my experience, the Raiders have been a bit of a, a bogey team for the Steelers, even when the Raiders have been kind of poor in recent years. So I don't know how much you pl- you you kind of put into that. Yeah, well, they last played in twenty eighteen, and it was a it was a, a, hurt, a hurt, another load of hurt. It was a 24-21 loss, and Jared Cook gave the Steelers a hell of a day. Um, and Juju, Juju had a highlight real day. Included like he had he had an amazing. I don't know if you remember the the juggling Tony Totap uh, touchdown out the back of the end zone that was initially ruled out and then went back yeah. for review. And then and Ben suffered a rib injury. Dobbs came in at fourteen ten. Then A A B fumbled a pass over the middle. Ben came back in to drive down for another uh, Juju touchdown, which took it to twenty one seventeen up. And then there was a massive uh, explosive play to Seth Roberts and then the tight end carrier got in the game winning TD with 21 seconds to go. Um, and then Boswell slipped kicking a game trying uh, field goal after a hook and latter lateral between Jay Wash and uh, sorry, Washington and uh, Juju and the Steelers lose. It was, it was terrible. I don't know if you remember that slip kick, but um, that was, it was real pain. But I think that the, the, uh, the thing to take from there is the, the tight end damage that the, the Raiders did to the Steelers and, and knowing what, they have now at the moment that, that that picture hasn't changed. But Ben had a good day. He he had a good passing day against the Raiders, and we had a rare Stephen uh, Ridley touchdown. One for the history books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think you're right about Darren Waller being uh, being a big question there. I don't know how well the Steelers can be expected to defend against the tight end of his quality, so he's going to be one to watch. Um, it's also a chance to uh, see whether or not uh, he was right about Alex Alex Leatherwood. Who, mm. who should line up in that tackle spot? Maybe we see TJ get a couple of sacks, uh, sacks against him. Well, the O line's really the story of their offseason. I mean, it's been absolutely yeah. gutted. They're just in mm. the middle of a total rebuild. Rodney uh, Hudson traded to the Cardinals. Gabe Jackson to Seattle. Trent Brown to the Pats. So they've only kept Colton Miller and Richie Incognito, and they've got um, they brought in Denzel Good. They've got a centre battle in camp between. Uh, uh, someone called James and uh, Nick Martin. And then, yeah, you've got rookie Alex Leatherwood and, and my boy, John Simpson, in year two. I absolutely loved, had a bit, didn't have a great rookie season, but he's, he's, he's going to be strong in the run game. So, uh, yeah, they've got questions at O-line. So, again, I think, you know, this is uh, something the Steelers can take advantage of. 
Absolutely. I I, I just like to, because we kind of did this for the Bills and it, it pinged my memory that we should probably do this as we go along, just look at some of the, the rookies we might get a chance to see in this game that, that you know we won't see for the rest of the season. There's, there's like quite, quite a few Steelers podcast guys that they, they ended up taking uh, in the set, you know the back half of this draft. They obviously took Morig in the second round of safety, but they've got Divine Diablo, Yodi mm-hmm. Gav, Malcolm oh, yeah. Kuntz out of yeah. Buffalo. Um, buried on the tight end depth chart is Matt Bushman, who I liked. Yep. Like, so, the, the, Trey, Trey Ragas, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Ragas, Ragas, however you say that. Yeah. So plenty of uh, Steelers, um, maybe guys we've we put too much attention on during the draft <laughs> 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 to, yeah. to look out for. But I mean, this is good. This is a. This, I've always found this to be a weird team ever since um, the new regime took over, right? Because. I just don't know what direction they're going in every year. I almost feel like they're going to fall off and then they stick around only to disappoint you in the end. And The draft decisions continue to be bizarre to me. The Henry Ruggs pick was a, a tough one. I mean, I, I don't know if any of you have got any opinions about whether he's going to break out this season, but that was a disappointing season last year. Um, Where are you on, Ruggs, Mike? Um, who was it talking there the other week was saying that early on in the season they used him really well. You know, they used him in motions. They used him in jet sweeps and, 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 and play action and things like that. But towards the end of the season, it was just sort of slants and goals. They almost pulled back, uh, ex, you know, exercising his ability to just say, go down and go long. And, and he did make a couple of plays, didn't he? But yeah. yeah, it's him. And who do they take the year before? Well, they've, they've uh, got a bit of a weird wide receiver. Before, Keelan Farrell. Yeah, they've got... Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, was going to, I thought you were talking about receivers. They, they've got questions at receiver, man. They, their best player, according to PFF last year, was Hunter Renfro. I mean, yeah. you know, he's a kind of a workhorse slot guy, but he was their top-graded guy. They lost Aglahor. They got John Brown and Willie Sneed. But, I mean, are they moving the needle? And then they've got Ruggs and Brian Edwards and Zay Jones never really broken out. So, I don't know, I don't know about that wide receiver core. Yeah, yeah it's Zay Jones got props. They really need some... Henry Ruggs juice this season, don't they? Even if you can just pull a couple of deep shots, just so that they have to respect it, you know. But yeah, I'm not even. I don't know. Is he really the deep threat guy? I feel like he's. I don't he, know, more he, of a... he was like literally. This he started the trend of like every year there has to be a guy that is Tyreek Hill in the draft. Yeah, like because he was literally built like Tyreek Hill. He was the fastest guy around. He he moved with the agility of a Tyreek Hill style guy. So I think that was the role they wanted him to play. I just don't know whether or not he's got that juice. I mean, Tyreek mm. Hill's one of the. I think Tyreek Hill's one of these guys that's so special because you look at him and you think, oh well, any guy of that size and that speed can do that, right? But they can't. So. Yeah, he's a freak. Yeah. Where, where, where are we on Carr? I mean, he, he came off his uh, his best year since 2016 last year. Four thousand one hundred and three yards, twenty seven touchdowns, only nine. Uh, interception. I mean, the fact that Marcus Mariota is hot on his tail maybe you know spurred him on a bit. But where where are we? Is he is he is he like the you know the the Dalton line? Is he like the average QB or is he a bit better than that? Derek Carr is like that guy that um, management really wants to get rid of, but he just isn't slipping up. You know, he just he always makes that last sale every month, and you just can't, can't come up with a reason to fire him. <laughs> you know, even when you ask Raiders fans, what's what's great about Derek Carr? They, the best thing they can say is he's consistent. Great. Yeah, great. You know, consistent doesn't mean that he's consistently good. He's consistently bang center average. He, I, he is. He is pretty much on that Dalton line, isn't he? No, he's no. not. I got to stick up from a bit. He's a bit better than, than the Dalton line ever was. I think people like to push the Dalton line up a little bit these days. I think Derek Carr is. I, I don't. I haven't gone through them. What like maybe the tenth best quarterback in the NFL? 
you know, he's yeah. somewhere around that that zone. I, I think he does so much good. I mean, just look at the game against the Chiefs last year where he went toe to toe with you know Kermit. That was just he always had... that was just such a great game where you just saw every element of what he has to offer. But I, I do understand, you know, he does lack excitement at times. His brother is is a bit of a dead low. To use Gav's expression, he seems to think that he's the best player on the planet Earth, which is which doesn't help his his argument sometimes. I find, but I mean, what if uh, if uh, is Car a candidate to end up on the Steelers if 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 Aaron Rodgers doesn't come over in twenty twenty two? Could could the Steelers end up with Derek Carr? Would that be dis- would that everyone be disappointed about that? Yes. Okay. Everyone would be. I could understand why. I, again, I don't hate him, I, but but I can I can see why. It just lacks excitement, doesn't it? It lacks juice as a move. But... I think I think it'd be a genius move. I think you, you get someone like that into bridge, and then you draft well, a rookie well, behind. Well, brilliant. It depends on two things: his asking price and his the, what the defense looks like at that point. Because I think if if you know Derek Carr was slotted in with our defense from last year, I think maybe things go better than they did with Ben. It's definitely possible. So. And that's not yeah. to say that Derek Carr is a is a better quarterback than Ben, but just you know the the, the style of consistent play. We we wouldn't have gone down thirty eight points to the Browns or whatever we did. I'll put it that way. He can push the ball downfield more than Ben was last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Got to talk about the running backs. So the running back room is good. I mean, they've added Kenyon Drake. They've got uh, Josh Jacobs, Theo Riddick. You mentioned Trey Ragas. That's that's a decent group. If, it feels to me like the um, the narrative on Josh Jacobs has turned a little bit. I don't know, Mike. Maybe you can speak to this because when he came out with the draft, everyone was hype on him. He had a great rookie season, right, and I think a great sophomore season as well. But I started to hear whispers about him not sort of doing enough as an all-round player to, to warrant his, his drafts. It's almost like uh, people have gone back and decided that it wasn't worth that pick, even though he's turned out kind of well, I feel like. But I don't, I don't know. What do you think of Jacobs? I think I think he's solid, and that's not... You know, that, <laughs> describing someone as solid can be taken two different ways, obviously. But, um, yeah, I haven't really got too many complaints with him. You know, you, you took him where he took him. Fair enough, but uh, you're gonna you're gonna get, and I suppose we can tap ourselves on the shoulder. This you're gonna you're gonna get production out of a running back from Alabama. Um, if people have an issue with taking a running back, where did they take him? Was it in the late teens or the twenties or something yeah, like that? They took so. Josh Jacobs around there, so not overly high. I mean, I suppose can we be critical as, as Steeler fans for the for the Raiders taking Josh Jacobs in the twenties when we took? Najee, this you know this year in the twenties. I feel like um, I feel like you watched. Not... Sorry, I feel like you watched the tape of both of those characters coming out of college, and and I get more excited about Najee. I don't know. Is that is that bias? But I mean, I was watching highlights of Najee long before he got drafted by the Steelers. Mm. And I thought I thought he was more exciting player in college than than Jacob. Well, which is fair. I mean, look looking at Jacob's stats as well: four hundred receiving yards in two years. Uh, doesn't really scream out anything special, does it? I think that's what people's issue... I suppose the reason I bring it up is, for a while now, for a few months going into the end of last season, all I started to hear was kind of these negative takes on Josh Jacobs a little bit, and I just wondered why that was, because it felt like one of those things where the narrative had shifted without me maybe picking up on it. He's I definitely s- slipped in fantasy, which is always yeah. a, a measure, isn't it? I mean, people saying he's a second-round running back now, mm. which is, you know, he's out of that top tier, which, I don't know, I'm going to be targeting Josh Jacobs in the... Uh, in our in our Steelers UK Steelers draft, we do the fantasy draft later in the season. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why people are so down on him. I think he's still a good good solid player. Okay, let's let's uh, let's pick this game. Um, but we didn't really talk about their defense. Sorry, sorry. sorry. yeah. Which I'm just which conscious I didn't want to spend like 20 minutes on every team. 
No, it's all right. Uh, you know, I've got, you know, I've got things to say here. Um, yeah. uh, their defence wasn't great last year. It, it underperformed, I think. And, and Cleland Farrell was actually their best graded player on the on the oh roster, boy. according to PFF. So there you go. Um, you know, they've got solid but not stellar guys on the edge. They've got Farrell, they've got Nassib, one of the off-season stories. They've got uh, Ngokwe come in and uh, Max Crosby and, and Malcolm Kuntz on the edge there. Um, the secondary is interesting because they've got Casey Haywood, Trayvon Mullen and Damon Nana in year two competing outside and they lost um, LaMarcus Joyner in free agency so year two guy Amik Robertson is the best guy for the slot safety alongside Jonathan Abram who was 94th out of 94 qualifying safeties on PFF by the way ouch for That's a first round pick shit. yeah but they've got Carl Joseph back after a poor year with the Browns um, who's, how, how much uh, did yeah. Abram play last year? Oh, he played a lot. Yeah, yeah, he was in. Yeah, he just was bad. But, um, yeah, you mentioned uh, Tra- uh, Moreg and Diablo, but um, you combine that with an uninspiring linebacker core and it's just, yeah, the defense is a bit average. But mm. they do have one of our guys from last draft, uh, Saitana Muse, who yet to register a, a snap due to a toe injury and then he got COVID-19. But um, okay. he's one to watch for the all-ACC linebacker safety hybrid that we, we, yeah, we, we really fans. like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not that I think that's going to affect the game. Uh, any any eyes on Kaliki Hudson? He was the other dude. Where is he? He's, he was the uh, the football team, wasn't he? Oh, okay. Yeah. He, he did that. make some plays on on special teams, definitely. Yeah, remember that. Uh, so I think that their line will still be finding its feet at the at the time the Steelers uh, play them. So I think there's a good chance that the Steelers front five could eat in this game. So I'm definitely picking the win here. Yeah, logic tells me I should do the same. There's something about the the Raiders. Don't know what it is. It scares me a bit. Like I say, I just feel like we have poor luck against them. But I mean, you look at it on paper. I think we've clearly got the better roster. So is, does that mean you, I'm putting a one in your yeah, column? Yeah, yeah. I got I got to pick wins at some point, right? Okay. Dave, you've been quiet. Yeah. What, what do you think about the Raiders? Come on, what do you think? Um, to be quite honest, well, I'm not saying that they're trash, but at the moment, I, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not exactly. I don't see any threat. It's 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 a team with no teeth at the moment. It just sort of it it's sort of, it's that it's that knucklehead guy at the other end of the pub shouting threats at you, but has no intention of coming nowhere near you. It's that guy at the moment. It's just got there's there's names in there that you recognise from previous drafts, like you say, like Rogues and what have you, and it just sort of. Yeah, there's 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 some semblance of a team waiting, but there's nothing there that makes me feel scared. But then at the same time, I did just predict that we we're going to lose to the Bills in a dramatic fashion. So um, yeah, um, I, I've got I've got no real um, concerns about turning the Raiders over. So am I putting a one in your column? You are certainly yes. Okay, Mike. Um, yeah, a win for me. Um... Dave, you make you make such a good point. I was I was thinking that as well, looking at their roster. They, I mean, on D, they, if the you know if the stars aligned, they they could have a decent D, but you've got a lot of variables. You know, there's a lot of individual players who would all have to play above average what they've done for that to be solid. Um, you're asking a lot there. So yeah, throw a W for me. All right, good. That's that's a clean sweep. So yeah, we're, Steelers are zero uh, and one first two games. So sorry, one and one. One and one, sorry. I've got to say, one and one would be an impressive record after two games. Uh, yeah, that would be strange, wouldn't it? Oh, one and one. Yeah, sorry. The, the <laughs> one and one. Are, the police are flying overhead again. I don't know what's going They're on coming. in York. I don't know if we've got a crime wave going on or what, but it's like a lot of uh, a lot of sirens these days. 
Um, okay, right. week three, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals come to town. Uh, we talked about all the the, the AFC North teams already in a, in a previous episode, like a week or two weeks ago, right? So we're not going to deep dive into those as much as the other teams. Go back and listen to those if you desire, but we can pick them, of course, to come up with a record. The series record for the Steelers is a very promising 67-36 to 36 against the Bengals. Yeah, we own them. Um, yeah, not going to get into too much in too much here, but I think this is a win. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I will be picking us to sweep the Bengals as I can, will continue to do until the Bengals prove that they can do uh, anything right. Dave, care to disagree? Yeah, you, you can mark me down for a win. There's, there's still the the pussy cat sat on Ben's lap at the moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mike, you going to make this a clean sweep? Absolutely, clean sweep. Okay, Steelers okay. two and one. Get it okay. right this time. We'll move straight on to week four, where we'll be heading up to the Fridges Lambeau Field, uh, Green Bay. Um, another another series record that we lose, 19-16 to the Packers. Um, a lot of this probably hinges on Aaron Rodgers, so I don't know how you want to go about this. Yeah, it, it's tricky, but there's a, there's a funny little nugget which I tweeted out. The Steelers have played the Packers twice since Super Bowl. Uh, what is it? XL, XLV. Uh, uh, that's... Uh, I can't do Roman numerals. The last time they played, 2011 Super Bowl, when the Steelers, the crushing loss, um, can't remember the number. Um, 45, yeah, is that XLV? 45, XLV, yep. I don't know. Yeah, okay, someone else help me out here. I'm thinking, <laughs> thinking and doing maths, I can't do that. Or whatever whatever you call Roman numerals, that's not even maths, it's something else. Um, the Steelers have played the Packers twice since that Super Bowl loss, but both times they've been without Rodgers. So it, in 2013, it was Matt Flynn, Aaron Rodgers had a broken collarbone. And in 2017, which was the last time the Steelers played, it was a 31-28 win over Brett Hundley-led um, Brett Hundley-led uh, Packers because Rodgers was out with another broken collarbone. So who knew? Rodgers has got like some weird collarbone problem. Um, this this was the height of the Killer Bees. We had, a, a, although they scored a long touchdown by Jamal Williams after Shazier missed a tackle. Um, Martavis Bryant had a great TD. Um, Devontae Adams broke free for a big play. Destroyed Cody Sensabar. Remember him? With, with, it just made him look like a fool with his cut. Devontae Adams breaks there. Um, Bell nearly fumbled the ball away. AB did some magic on the sideline to keep his toes in. And uh, Boswell kicked the winner. So, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good win. Jeez. Aren't you glad we don't have Cody Sensabar in the, in the, in the secondary anymore? Well, I thought we passed this kind of dodgy secondary period, but we could be heading back into slip, it. Slip back into it, yeah. Um, um, yeah, so uh, thanks, Gav. I, th- this game is going to be difficult to discuss, I imagine, even, like you say, we, we've won. Did we win both of those games, do you say? We won the second one, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. I, I, what do you think happens with Aaron Rodgers? Just, just a, a quick temperature check on that, because it feels like things have calmed down a little bit. Obviously, I personally think, I, I think, sorry. I personally think he holds out from a little bit of camp, then he turns up and plays the season. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Then... If 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 he was to pack his bags and leave for 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 better climate or whatever, um, what what do they do? Do they ride with uh, Blake Bortles? Do they put young Jordan they've Love in? What, what do they do? To, they've got to go to Love. Can you imagine your superstar QB leaves and you don't put in your first round draft pick who's been on the bench for a year? Wow. <laughs> You have shareholders yeah. selling their shares. 
So, either way, yeah, I don't know. I, this is a tough game to pick for that reason, but if I'm going to assume that Aaron is there and it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a game away in Lambeau Field, that's going to be a tough one for me, but I don't know. Talk me around, someone. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think any of us can talk no. you around. <laughs> no, because I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a tough team, man. I mean, and they've, mm. even just in terms of like receiver call, they, they've, they've added to it with a guy who's, I think it was it was me and Gab that um, were pretty high on Amari Rogers. He's, he, even if they don't have Aaron Rodgers in there, they've still got a guy in Amari Rodgers mm. who can be that sort of dynamic threat. Even even if he is, you know, more of a slot receiver, he's he's a constant threat to sort of blow up. I think I think he might be one of those guys that has a big rookie season. Absolutely. I mean, if you've got to try and double cover Devontae Adams, and you've got to worry about Amari Rodgers and Robert Tonyan sort of eating underneath, that's a big problem. Yeah, yeah. So I think even if you don't have Aaron Rodgers in there, even you take him away, there's still a still a dangerous still a dangerous offense. Even if you just look at receivers, I mean, even when you look at like, look look at the running backs, I mean, you've you've got um, I mean, I, I know he's a guy that I was pretty high on in AJ uh, AJ Dillon, who's sort of potentially emerging as that sort of big sort of big powerful back who's maybe a bit more than just a big powerful back you know maybe he's a bit more fleet of foot and people couldn't give him credit for Aaron Jones as well you know and they've added Kylan Hill as well who I think I think we're all pretty interested in Kylan Hill weren't we he, he was your sleeper wasn't he he was uh yeah. this, this, this roster's full of Dave's yeah. running backs so it's it's an offense it's an offense with teeth as opposed to the Raiders you know yeah well is it fair to say that this you know you think you think back to the the, the killer bees, right? Ben, Bell, and and Brown. Is this the kind of the, the the team that's taken that baton on? Are they now the best triplet in the NFL with Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, obviously, and, and Aaron Jones? Yeah, and don't forget about David Bakhtiari, who is uh, elite tackle as well. Like PFF's second highest graded tackle all year. So they've got some, uh, 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 and on the defense as well, they've got uh, J.R. Alexander at, at import, important positions. They've got blue chip. Yeah. You know, elite players even if Rogers not there still going to produce you know to a high level with Jordan Love still rolling out Kevin King well I was going to say that yeah the other side <laughs> the, other, the other side of that coin one of the worst postseason plays we've ever seen <laughs> beat, getting beat by Scotty Miller um, but they brought in Dave's guy Eric Stokes so yeah. maybe compete I'm interested to see some Eric Stokes because I was not a big fan of him or his or his buddy um, so yeah, I want to see how he does in Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a no-name defense, though, isn't it? Got, like, who's mm. the edge pressure? Like Zadarius Smith is probably the best pass rusher, and then Rashawn Gary sort of primes to take the leap. But uh, I, I, I feel like Rashawn Gary is one of those guys who's going to be primed to take the leap for like fifteen years. But he's being steadily getting better. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. I've heard. He was kind of raw, so you know. Preston Smith as well. They've got the two Smith lads, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I think it, 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 I mean you can sort of want to pick it with Rogers and without Rogers. I think with 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 Rogers, Steelers lose. Without with Love, it's fifty fifty. I think in in Green Bay, it's a hard place to go to. So I, I don't know what we want to do here. I, I, I've chalked it down as a big zero, a loss. Yeah, but I will lean that way as well. I, I I'm struggling to know what to do with this one because I, I I just predicted that we're going to get smashed by the Bills. So um, I'd, I'd be sort of um, a hypocrite if I started coming out saying we're going to beat the Packers comfortably. But sometimes it's, it's a feeling, Dave. Sometimes it's a feeling. 
I think out of the two, if if you if you were to ask me, are we going to beat the Bills or are we going to beat the Packers? I would incline myself towards beating the Packers out of the two. I would as well. So, just I mean, just because of the two defenses and the potential Aaron Rodgers not being there, some kind of factor and the upset that he's causing in that team. That's it. Sort of sways it more towards a win for me. But then again, we are going to there. The ground, like Gabs, is hard to win there. It's a tough place to go to. But um, choke me up for a win on this one. I'm no All right, Dave. Some cojones. Okay. Mike? I'm I'm, I'm sort of flipping between the two as well. I, I'm leaning towards Rogers playing this year, like you said, Gav. Um, and I think if he starts, yeah, I think, I think we're looking at an L. Okay. A big fat donut goes in your column. So that's uh, a loss. So, yeah, two and two. All right. This is also the game where if you go on the um, the the trip, I can't remember what's the company called that does it. Um, they do like touchdown tours. It's not that no, that's what because I knew about that one. There's another one and uh, the thingy from Sky Sports. What's his name? Uh, oh, why's his name escaped me? Neil Neil Reynolds is doing a trip where he's going on it as well and taking like twenty people or whatever. And this is the Steelers game on it. Is that like uh, the Iron Maiden? You know, like Iron Maiden, like they'll they'll go play a gig in in Finland or whatever, and and Bruce Dickinson, the lead singer of Iron Maiden, will actually fly the jumbo jet out, <laughs> full of full of Iron Maiden fans. So you get to like he does the announcement, like "Hello, Maiden guys." Is that like that? Like Neil Reynolds going to be at the front of the coach with a with a with a mic? Like, Welcome I think to actually the... it is. Yeah, that from from the vibe of what I was reading about it. Yeah, because I was looking at it and I actually thought it was pretty well priced for what it was. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what these things cost, but I remember thinking to myself, if I had a spare like four grand, I'd go on this. But... Yeah, if only we were rich guys. You know, yeah, right. we need we need a Patreon account. We need a sponsor. We need a GoFundMe. You know, we need someone to pay for us to go to like training camp. You know, that's the goal, guys. That's what we're that's what we're working towards here. Maybe it'll happen in like twenty thirty five. We'll get you know, we'll finally get to the trove and we can like, you know, bring you UK Steelers hot takes from training camp. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, when uh, when Ketz and Matt Audley and Ian Alexander all get like multi millionaire paying jobs. We, we'll, yeah. <laughs> they can fund our lifestyles. Yeah, we won't actually record a podcast. They'll just take us there and we can tell them what's going on in their ears. They'll just sit there like enjoying champagne. <laughs> Um, okay, that, <laughs> that's a nice dream. Uh, week five, uh, the Denver Broncos come to town and also could feature Aaron Rodgers. Um, <laughs> but we'll we'll presume that it won't. Um, just a, another regular 1pm game. Series record, another one where the Broncos lead 21-12 to 12 with one tie in there as well. Yeah, I, yeah short, uh, short, short memories. Uh, played last year. Steelers won 26-21. I mean, I, I, I thought this was an easy win. It wasn't. The Steelers nearly blew this. They did nearly blow um, it, I remember. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. If Drew I remember, Locke it was down. like one tackle that staved it, right, by, uh, was it Edmonds? Yeah, it was, yeah. It yeah. was, yeah, Terrell Edmonds, yeah. Um, Drew Lock went down. Jeff Driscoll came in and played surprisingly well. Um, but the Steelers' head rushers imposed their will on the Broncos' O-line. And, and, and this was a game that featured some poor punting by uh, Colquitt and probably led to him getting cut. A little bit of punting corner there. You've always got to pay, pay attention to punting corner on his pockets. Um, and it was also notable that uh, left tackle Alejandro Villanueva put it, Alwyn Cash on the back of his helmet rather than Antoine Rose um, because uh, Alwyn yeah. Cash was a US a fallen US soldier rather than Antoine Argentina that was shot. And also Claypool raised a fist during the anthem. So, yeah, a little bit of, uh, little bit of history there in this game. Um, and apart from that, in the 2018 the Steelers lost to a, a Case Keenum-led Broncos, so that was not good. Um, but uh, I'm actually, this is the game out of out of the games we talked about, the one I'm looking forward to the most, 
because mm-hmm. this this is interesting because it is a defensive struggle. It is this is who who is you know the Vic Fangio is is leading this revolution in in defense in in the league and the Steelers are sort of doing things slightly differently. So this is this is about who's got the better the better scheme. So that, that I'm I'm interested in this not just for the for the win loss but for the who who can outmatch each other. So it's an interesting matchup. Yeah, this is a gaff game if ever I saw one. I mean, this yeah. this defense is stacked, right? I, I, I mean, this I think this whole team is a little bit underrated. And it's Drew Locke's fault, frankly. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else to put it. I mean, the, the, I mean, look, why they didn't draft Justin Fields is beyond me. The, the more I think about it, that Patrick Satan pick was fucking awful. I get it. I get it. Patrick Satan looks great. I think he's going to be a great cornerback. Your defense is going to be great. You know, everyone loves look great. Take the quarterback. So much more valuable, even if he misses. Oh, I, I was convinced they they had a deal for Rogers up the pipe, whatever the expression is, in the pipe. But um, yeah, not happened yet. Can you imagine this team with Rogers or with Fields? I mean, I like Fields, so maybe that's whatever. But uh, I don't know, man. I mean, we, they've got such a strong receiver core, or, or at least on paper, you know, we, we're yet to see if if some of these guys are necessarily going to pan out. Right? We got Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler they drafted. Um, Cortland Sutton's still hanging around he was injured a lot last season so I'd be interested to see if he can kind of bounce back and take that form that he had last season um, yeah. but but yeah I think the main star of this, this team is the defence yeah just just it's so what, what, I really don't if they don't get Rodgers what are they doing I mean I, this I is a team don't don't forget this is a team that was so hampered I mean they went okay so Vic Fangio's come in he went 7-9 and nine in the first year okay it's first year Went five and eleven in a weird twenty twenty. That remember they had one game that was quarterbacked by an undrafted wide receiver, Kendall Hilton. <laughs> yeah, because because all their quarterbacks, you know, they had Madness. Driscoll, Rippon, Bortles, Lock, Lock was out. You know, they, they all got COVID. But yeah, oh, they they didn't draft a quarterback. I mean, utterly ridiculous. Bonkers. I, I I admit I I started Kendall Hilton in my fantasy football team that game. <laughs> you were one of those guys. Yeah. Minus one, I think I got. Did he complete a pass? <laughs> one. One, two. Yeah. I definitely wasn't two. You picked him up <laughs> off the waiver wire and I bet you were celebrating. You thought you were so clever, didn't you? Like, I, I got him, I got him. <laughs> I'm trying to think. It was either a league where I had already shit the bed or one, I just said, I'll take a flyer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it, yeah, you're right. You're right, so it's, it's the defence. It's, it's so interesting. I just think, mm. you know... As this, as his this scheme, as you know, we'll get onto some. We're actually playing quite a few Vic Fangio-inspired teams this year. Um, he's got like his coaching tree is becoming the coaching tree. It's like the modern, the modern defense. So it, it's interesting to see how this game goes. You know, with the match zone, um, the, the split safeties. Uh, the it's called the if then defense. You come across that that the if this happens, then do that. do that. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. A new way of trying to keep up with the, the spread offense that's kind of dominated the league in the last few years and this is the answer you know the Rams ran it last year the Broncos ran it so we'll see I mean it's you know let's hope Ben let's hope Matt Canada's by this point settled into some kind of you know creative rhythm and and Ben can be doing a bit of play action or some disguise to pull the linebackers down and get a bit of space in front of all the, the basically just DBs right that's what this defense relies on is 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 is, is wily clever dbs that keep the play in front of them they give up the short stuff but don't let explosive plays not the not that the Steelers did any explosive plays last year really it was all short stuff anyway so it's kind of an interesting matchup in that sense um you know it could be a big game for 
Deontay Johnson, Eric Ebron, you know, if they can get separation underneath. But it's tough. I mean, they got Chobb, Von Miller, um, Shelby Harris was their best graded defender in 2020. Rest of the D line was good. Sean Williams, Dremont Jones, McTelvin, Aguim, uh, Dave, he's prime for a breakout. Uh, great secondary. You know, they got Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby, they got Bryce Callahan and Sutain. They got Justin Simmons, who's an underrated safety. So, yeah, I mean, just, Jesus, quality. How many times do we hear, you know, the, the effective pass rush can maybe mask over a, a suspect uh, DB room or on the other way around? Uh, sticky DBs can, can really put pressure on maybe a subpar pass rushing team. But, Jesus, Denver have it all, don't they? Mm-hmm. You know, Miller and Chubb pass rushing, and then you reeled off the DBs there, including Simmons. A fantastic DB room as well. I mean, have they got the best corners in the league? As a as a collective, you know, they might not have the the number one in the room, but as a collective, Probably, arguably. Yeah. Well, that's and what this defense got... is about, right? Sorry, it's, yeah. it's not about the one or one. It's not about the the guy playing man. You know, you, you you play your two safeties deep, you split the field, you put one guy in man, and then you put everyone else playing this match zone thing where you you play zone until someone decla- you know the the receiver declares his route, and then you man up on him. Then so it's just about being heads up. So I mean, this this defense is going to be you know forget what happened last year. This is going to this is probably going to be the best defense in the league, I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Unless they're on the field for you know forty minutes a game, so <laughs> time will tell. Um, oh, Quinn Miners, they drafted, they drafted him. <laughs> Got to point him out. Um, hopefully, we'll we'll see his stomach at some point in this in this game. Uh, I, I'm tempted to, to to pick this as a loss, to be honest. Are you really? Are you mm. going to pick it as a loss? I'm going to do it, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've got this as a win, and that's just purely based on poor quarterback play and Matt Canada leading the charge and it being a tight game, defensive struggle. But I think, you know, the defences will, 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 will sort of cancel each other out, but the Steelers' offence is better than the Broncos' quarterback play can can deliver their offense so i've gone with a, a narrow victory dave you know you, you guys are right you know it, it, it's a legit defense and uh, that's that's what that's what scares me about this team um the offense doesn't i mean i mean there's, there's guys in there that i that i have a lot of respect for like the likes of noah fan um melvin gordon and i i, I think jerry judy could you know potentially have a, a pretty big season but outside of that, I mean, there's a, I don't know how much of a famous saying it is, but if you mix five pounds of ice cream with five pounds of shit, you've got ten pounds of shit. It's not not that famous, <laughs> but I like it. It's 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 a it's an offense that, that it talk about teeth. It, it doesn't scare me at all, but the the defense it does. But does the offense have anything to offer to you know the, the old adage of you know good defence wins games but the, at the same time your offense has got to put points on the board and I don't think they've at the moment got a complete enough offence to do that despite the fact they've got some some good so some potentially really good guys in there like I say Noah Fant I think could potentially be a, a big time tight end if, if he moved away from Denver but um, yeah I'd put me down for a win on this one Alright right, Where you at? Do we what do we reckon Drew Locke over Teddy Bridgewater? This is a tough one. It's it's one of those battles, mm. isn't it? I, I I'm I'm tempted to go with Bridgewater myself. I think he's yeah. yeah, I don't know, more just more trustworthy. 
Yeah, maybe maybe you don't need, you know, for for, for a team that has that great D, you don't need a, you know, we all want a Patrick Mahomes type player slinging it around everywhere. But Teddy B is 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 fairly. Uh, solid again using that word um, that will be an interesting one for an outsider looking in seeing that competition um, but I am going to go glass half full uh, and, and take a win here okay great so that's the Steelers with a win then it's interesting what you say there because I think if 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 Bridgewater's the quarterback I think Jerry Judy becomes more of a threat but if if Locke if Locke is there then Cortland Sutton's more of a threat so it's an interesting matchup depends if Drew Locke's there then Minka Fitzpatrick's more of a threat <laughs> okay uh let's roll into week six we, we gotta start getting through these we're only in week six let, 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 let's uh let's up the pace i'm looking at you uh, I, <laughs> look at you dave <laughs> which is a failed threat of gav who i don't want to who i don't who i don't want to directly go up against for no, fear of fine. mutiny <laughs> oh no it's fine um i'm starting my own offshoot podcast very soon no, no, uh no the, the, the roster the, sorry the roster the schedule's backloaded with division games that's so that's, that's why it's gonna be that's like, true yeah. that's true fair point okay so week six seattle seahawks come to town in pittsburgh and um, this is the first prime time game which always fills with a bit of confidence with the steelers i feel like we show up for these um but another team who we lose the series record to 10 to 9 you wouldn't have thought there'd be about many teams would you but here we go yeah, it's, it's not an easy schedule, and you know what happened. We all remember. I mean, this was in the early days of this podcast, right? Week two, 2019, Steelers lose 28-26, brutal scoreline after Ben went down with his elbow. Oh God, remember yeah. what, what started with this? The whole year of, of of you know pain and discussion and navel gazing. Um, but uh, yeah, since then. They've uh, they fired Schottenheimer, who was also one of my I think one of my early rants on this podcast was how much I didn't you like Schottenheimer. <laughs> Schottenheimer and his beans on toast offense. Uh, he's you know where he's gone? He's gone to the Jags as passing game coordinator and QB coach. So that's uh, I didn't realize that until you know doing a bit of research for this. So uh, that's uh, Trevor Lawrence is uh, scuppered until he gets fired. <laughs> uh, but he's been replaced by Shane Waldron, who was uh, passing game coordinator for the Rams. Seven years experience in the NFL, never called plays in the NFL, um, but he's been brought up, brought in to up the pace of the sluggish Seahawks. So, uh, likely bringing the Rams' pass rush balance, uh, run sorry, run pass balance to the Seahawks scheme, an up tempo uh, scheme that Wilson has described as super complex with lots of zone running, boots, and and an emphasis on this fast pace. So it's going to be quite a different looking. Offense, I think, for the for the Seahawks, yeah. I mean, when you when you look at like if you were to sort of just look at like big time player names, so it's like if you're just going off name recognition alone, I think even your sort of um, part time NFL fan would see the names Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf and go, "Oh shit, here we go," and that sort of becomes a concern. You know, that that becomes the big the big threat. And at the same time, he's he's not got exactly got an uh, amazing O line in front of him. So he, he sort of, I don't know. He, he, apparently, it's the best O line he's had in his career. I don't know how true that is. I've read that somewhere. It's not up against much though. But yeah. <laughs> so it's sort of you know. Um, but I'm uh, I'm I'm struggling to just. I'm, a part of me wants to sort of see those names and seeing. Uh, uh, Dwayne Eskridge um, added and what have you, and Chris Carson and you know, running back, and you sort of see those names and you go, 
but then at the same time, I, I just don't see the the big threat like I'm 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 hoping. I love that I say hoping, expecting to see from the Seahawks. You know what I mean? The Seahawks are kind of like this, right? And you know, I should I should say I'm a closet Seahawks fan, as yeah. everyone knows. But <laughs> I, I think like they're one of these teams, and this is kind of why I like the Seahawks. They're one of these teams, and the Steelers do this a bit, where no matter what the team actually is on paper, they just they're kind of scrappy. They kind of find a way to be relevant. Or at least they always have done in my time watching football. So, uh, you know, I, I have no doubt they will be. Um, but I agree with you, Dave. You look at this team. I mean, I absolutely love. I'm in love with DK Metcalf as as a man. I mean, I, I, I mean, come on. Who, who, a specimen. Whose business? Whose business was that? Like, let, <laughs> <laughs> whose business was that letting him slip that far down the draft? But I mean, that connection, Russell and DK, is awesome. But yeah, I mean, it's not an absolutely round roster, like you say. The old line is 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 questionable. Is um, it? I think it's much better. I mean, you've got Dwayne Brown, Damian Lewis, who's who's played really well in the run game, and I think you know he's he's a real steal in the draft. And then you've got they brought in Gabe Jackson, and they've got Brandon Show, who are decent pass protectors. And then yeah, okay, the center is average, but I mean you know centers are centers. better than our all <laughs> Yeah, so I think the whole the whole unit is, is vastly improved. Um, and then they brought in you know Everett, and they've got uh, Everett to replace Greg Olson, who retired, and they've got Disley. Uh, so you know, and Colby Parkinson. Let's not forget another one of our guys. Say, so I think I think up front they've got they have got a decent squad there. They're ranked 16th um, in pass blocking and 14th overall from last season. So obviously excluding any addition. Um, was there any real additions on the line? Uh, yeah, I just said Dwayne Brown. And, oh um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Gabe yeah. Jackson and yeah. So is Russell going to have to stop using this as an excuse? <laughs> Maybe. Um, Definitely. Talk me through the defense. What, what, what's happening on that side of the ball? Because this has been a bit of a, a question mark for the for the Seahawks of late as well. They've kind of struggled to find themselves in, in the post Legion of Boom years. Yeah, I mean that the the defense is not what it was. Um, particularly the D line. I mean Duran Reed left, who was probably what their best player. I mean, even that wasn't saying much. They brought in. Uh, you're going to like this site. Kim Diche, can you sing this song? Kim Diche, Kim Diche, why did you fall out of that window? Uh, but he hardly played for two years. Uh, <laughs> their, their best, their best player uh, currently still on the roster was Puna Ford, who uh, was you know decent run stuff in nose tackle and got rewarded with a multi-year deal. But basically, yeah, a weak D-line group failed to generate any pressure, and PFF has them as the third worst group in the league. Um, and but outside of that, they've got Carlos Dunlap, who's joined. The Seahawks last season with one BJ Finney going the other way, plus a seventh-round draft pick that ended up being White Hubert. Um, obviously, Bobby Wagner is elite, second overall uh, linebacker on PFF. We've got Jamal Adams. Did he, uh, where are we on that? Is that a disappointment, that trade? Mm. Yes. When I say yes, I mean for the value. He's, yeah. a, he's a Belgian player, and get me wrong. But two first-rounders, wasn't it? Yeah, and paying him as well. I mean, that's yeah. It was too much. It wasn't the right move. Yeah. I agree with that. I don't know necessarily that we can say the play has been a disappointment yet. I mean, no, no. But I mean, you compare it to the Minka trade. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think he needs to really step up. I think the pressure's on. Um, otherwise, they've got uh, Darrell Taylor, who's a player that a lot. Of, where were you on Darrell Taylor, Mike? A lot, a lot of people were really high on him. On who? Sorry. Darrell Taylor out of Tennessee, the edge guy uh, last year. Well, I'm sure you would have uh, you, you would have evaluated him. He was like a sort of outside, three, four outside linebacker, pass rush guy. 
Daryl Taylor out of Tennessee playing in the Orange. Um, he missed his. He missed anyway. He missed the whole of his rookie year with a leg injury that he suffered while at Tennessee. So it was. Yeah, he was actually linked to the Steelers quite a lot. That's why I thought you would um, remember because people were saying, "Oh yeah, he's definitely going to be a Steelers guy." And I, I didn't see it personally, but. See, Mike's, um, Mike's got the issue I've got where if a guy, like, you, you put all this time into these guys, and if he doesn't make a major impact in year one, that's it. You deleted him from your memory forever, and you'll never yeah, remember. Sorry, Mike. Put you on the spot. Was it, no, was it, was it a tall, lanky lad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like an athletic, um, yeah. yeah, toolsy guy that maybe didn't have the production and then got injured. I just remember him playing in Orange and thinking, why? what's all the hype? Because I think a Kazora had him as, in his mock draft. He, he was consistent in Kazora's drafts last year. Drafts. Anyway, mm. um, I think it's, I, I think this is a tough tough game to call. Yeah, I think this personally. is a bit of a coin flip. Yeah, uh, I think it comes down to the changes on the defensive scheme on both sides of the ball. Uh, sorry, on both sides of the you know both teams are changing offensive schemes, so it's hard to, to to know exactly. But if if the Steelers line can hold an ineffective pass rush, then Ben should be able to spread the ball around. Um, I think Seattle are an offensive team, and the Steelers. D can beat their offense, and the Steelers O should be able to make plays. So I've got this as a win. Yep. Um, I'm unless it's against a you know Patriots or a team I'm very unconfident against. I'm probably going to pick the Steelers in prime time at Heinz Field. Uh, I kind of like the matchup against Seattle as well. I think I think I do think it'll be a close one. I think it'll be a good game. I've just noticed as well. Um, that, that this is where Pierre Desir has landed, who I famously had a Mandela effect moment where I was convinced. That he had been on the Steelers for like two years. Were you, were you convinced? Were you confusing James Pierre with Pierre Desir? I, no, I don't think so. Do you remember, the, remember when this happened? This was like a year and a half ago now on this show, where I, I was talking for like two minutes about how Pierre Desir had been on this team, <laughs> and he just never had. And I was like convinced that he had been. Uh, to this day, I don't know why. That's a proper Mandela effect thing. There's an alternate universe where he had been, and that's where I'd, I'd been until then. Someone out there going, "What is a Mandela effect?" <laughs> it's, where, it's where you think something you, you're convinced that something existed but it didn't really because there's all these people that, that thought that Nelson Mandela uh, what was it was never in prison or, or was dead or what was it I can't remember. Di- yeah, people died, died in prison, died, yeah. Died yeah. In prison. So, anyway this, this, is, this is a kebab corner section yeah sorry <laughs> let's, let's, let's roll on so yeah I'm going to pick the Steelers to win this one Dave like I said I think this is an offence with talent but they struggle to put it together. I think, like Sice says, it ends up being a, a scrappy struggle to make it work. And I think the Steelers' offense wins out in the day. And uh, I'm choking this one as a win. All right, Mike. Yep, pencil me down as a win. I'm. I, I could see. I could see this being a. You know, sixty points combined in the game. I, I can actually see it be quite quite a high scoring game because I don't. Whilst we've got questions in the DB room or the cornerback room, our end, I think Seattle have serious questions on the, the whole of the defence, bar you know Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams. So um, I think teams could put points on them uh, at home. As uh, so as you said, prime time. Yeah, yeah, chocolates to win there for me. Great. So Steelers head into the bye at four and two. So that's a decent start, isn't it? Yeah, can't be upset with that. Mm. I feel that. Great. So, yeah, like you said, we've got the week seven by, then we roll straight into week eight uh, away at Cleveland, which we won't get too into. Um, Steelers obviously lead the series record 77 to 61 and one tie. Um, I will probably pick us to split with the Browns this year. Um, I guess I'll take us to win the first one. <laughs> okay. 
I've got I've I've done the same gone splitting, but I've uh, got this as a loss, being it's at Cleveland, and you know they 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 won their Super Bowl game against the Steelers. Yeah, you know, I didn't, right? didn't really so, think about that. Yeah, go on, I'll I'll do the same. For these teams, we play twice. I think maybe it's okay. I'll change that. You sure? Yeah, because and then I'll pick to lose the other one. It is, you know, it's the same team, right? But right, okay. Uh, Mike, you go next. Um, yeah, I, I I could see a splitting as well. So so. Uh, giving it away, yeah, put down an L. Okay. So, you know, I am filled with hatred for the, for the Browns this year. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, All these so-called, air quotes, pundits of pumping up the Browns as these sort of Super Bowl contenders can bugger off. We are turning <laughs> the Browns over twice this season. Oh, God, Dave. Uh-oh. So, put me for a win. Uh-oh. Okay. I want that in ink. It's inked. It's inked. Dave, you realise you've you've got the Steelers uh, losing to the Bills and then going on one hell of a tear and winning <laughs> every game after that. But that's it's, cool, man. I like it. It's, it's the slow start that we expect. The okay. week one slow start, pick up after that. Okay, but wow. the combined score is a lose. That take is not going to look good when the Browns win the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, rolling to week nine at home against the Bears. The Bears. Um, the Bears lead this series 19-7-1. What's going on? Do we lead the series against any team? Do we just lose forever? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's a strange <laughs> one. And you look at the last time they played, it was week three of the 2017 season. Oh, no. A 23-17 overtime loss. I I had forgotten this game. Not the ball. Look... Not, the, not the one where he brought it all yeah. the way back. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, I, when I look back into this, I, I suddenly it flooded back to me. The quarterback for the Bears was one Mike Glennon. Awful. Oh dear, the Steelers will want to wipe that this, you know, this this from their memories. E, the, Eli Rogers muffed a pump a, a punt early to give the Bears great field position, and then yeah, what you're talking about here. The end of the first half, Boswell had a field goal which was blocked, which Marcus Cooper, who is um, this is probably the most you know infamous thing he ever did. Scooped it up for a return, and he it was basically six points. He'd housed it right. He was he was free. He decided to slow down at the goal line to like swag into the end zone, and uh, Vance like yeah. came out of nowhere to knock the ball out, and it was a, a savagely embarrassing play for for him. And you know he was getting laughed at. Uh, good morning football and everything. Um, then, but what happened is that Vance swatted the ball out of. Um, uh, Marcus Cooper's hands, but Barry, you know, Barry, what is he? Australian probably doesn't understand yeah. the rules completely. And you know, when when <laughs> things go go haywire, he was there. I mean, I mean, credit to him to getting back into the end zone like this. But he batted the ball out of the back of the end zone, which obviously everyone knows is a foul. Um, but it wasn't called right, so it was a foul. So the Bears are protesting. The Steelers are like, let's get the hell out of here. It's half time, you know. The zeros on the clock, so they go to the locker room. Yeah. The, the, the game goes to commercial, right? It's it's. It's over, you know, it's half time, you know, we cut to Fox, you know, they're in their thing, right? Can't, we're telling what we're doing. Goes to commercial, you know, you're watching, you know, it's like a, a, a the gecko for Geico is on <laughs> and then suddenly it cuts back and, and, and the, the teams are back out again. They reversed. Uh, uh, you know, the, the decision was overruled. We came back out. Steelers come back out from the, the locker room. Uh, and, 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 and then it's a, it's a untimed down uh, from the one yard line. But then the Bears false start, which puts them back, right? So they were looking like it was going to be a TD. So then they have to settle for a field goal. Um, totally yeah. wild. One of but, the most bizarre, stupid sequences. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. But this game was absolutely plagued by poor tackling, which which, which kind of summed up 
this Steelers. De- I mean, we, we're kind of you know wallowing in the sun of like having a glorious defense moment. This this period, this was 2017. This period was awful. The tackling on the team was just players were just. It was like. Um, what was that? Uh, you know the 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 video the, the the video game in the sort of eighties. What was that? Oh, I can't remember. Techmo Bowl. It's like that when you yeah 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 when you've got uh, Bo Jackson. It was literally like that. Players just bouncing around in Steelers' backfield, just just not being able to be you know not no one making a tackle. This game was just absolutely riddled with poor tackles, and it cost them the game in overtime. Two explosive run plays. Um, just terrible memories of just you know Jordan Howard just running free, um, scoring touchdown so you know i'm sure this has been used as a motivational piece in in the steelers training room you put this on and like you know this is not what we want we don't want this basically just people just running free for yards with just people just falling slipping off their bodies while they score touchdowns horrible stuff um anyway that's not that was then this is now they've got you know the the, uh, 25th ranked offense in terms of dvoa last season mainly through terrible qb play so um do we think Fields will be t- playing? But this is where are we? Week nine? Yes. Do we, is Fields going to be yeah. playing? Yes, this will be against Justin Fields. Um, I, yeah, I, even with that, I'm still. I think I still end up picking us a win against this team. I think the Bears, outside of the Lions, are just the most boring team in the NFL until Fields is going to start and start to get me jazzed up about them. But I don't think they're there yet, personally. I don't know, Gav. You got anything that, that is like to sell us on the Bears? <laughs> well, you got Adam Robinson. I think one of the most. You know, yeah. unfortunately, I mean, you know, but so underutilized. I mean, yeah, if he hooks up with Fields, I mean, yeah, we could be looking at a different thing altogether. But I mean, their 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 whole wide receiver core is is just potential that's been un- underutilized. You've got Alan Robinson, who is the it's like you look up underutilized in the dictionary. It's got a picture of Alan Robinson, <laughs> but then you've got uh, you know Mooney, who's got great promise. You've got Marquise Goodwin, who is like the speedster. And they got Riley Ridley, who I absolutely loved in the draft. Like yeah. fantastic route runner. What is he, the cousin of Calvin Ridley? I mean, he looks like yeah. a sort of mini me Calvin Ridley, but he's not showing up. Anthony Miller, like he was great. You know, I was desperate for the Steelers to take him. He's not really showing up. They got Daz Newsome, Sai, you liked him, right? Yeah. But um Cole Komet, another guy. They've got so much potential, but it's just been completely untapped. So um yeah, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, feel like a almost like a poor man's Denver in a way, don't they? They've yes. got it, you know, there are solid pieces to the roster, but it's it's what what's under centre, which is really holding them back. I mean, we say holding them back, what are they, two into the playoff two, playoffs two of the last three years or something like that? So it's not all, you know, it's not all dreary, but so you you, you probably summarise it perfectly. It, it, they're not the most, from a neutral's perspective like ourselves, they're not the sort of team that get you out of your seat. Yeah, I mean, look at Khalil Matt, right? He went from the Raiders and everyone talking about him every year as the Defensive Player of the Year. And when was the last time you heard anyone talk about Khalil Mack outside of Gav last week? Well, that was that was also because that was when Fangio was there, right? That was the, that, that was the, the, the beginning of the Fangio takeover when he was there with the, mm-hmm. his scheme and Mack eating. You know, he left, it took a dive. But just while we're still talking about offense, I mean the line is 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 pretty average, and I think that's going to hold back Fields. I mean they've got Cody Whitehair who's who's good, but Leno and and Massey have left. They brought in Jenkins. I mean, are you really going to rely on your your rookie? You know, he was a great. Uh, you know, we loved him, Red Star guy. We wanted the Steelers to take him, but um, mm. you know, massive uh, run run blocker. But do you want to rely on him in pass protection for your rookie quarterback? Um, and they've got Jermaine Afady trying to lock down the right side. I mean, well, yeah, they're smashing Jenkins straight in at left tackle, right? And we wanted him. Oh, yeah, right. he's guaranteed yeah. starter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that is interesting. So, 
Hello, TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. I think getting home against this line. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something to be excited against. But you're going to have to watch the QB because we saw how Fields can run and we are susceptible to that. And uh, if he is playing at this point, which I think he will be, uh, I think we'll see a hefty amount of him on the ground. But what was the criticism of Fields? What, that he was slow Couldn't... to read the field? Yeah, slow to read, can make quick decisions. He's not going to have long to make those decisions. Mm. So he's going to have That's TJ why he's going to set off. He's going to be one of these annoying guys. That... <laughs> anyway, we'll see. I... Listen, I'm, pick... I'm picking the Steelers. I don't know what else is there. Yeah, I mean, let's get into the defence. Yeah. They've, they've, they've promoted Sean Desai to defensive coordinator from safety's coach. But he was he was Fangio's right-hand man for four years. And and this is this move is seen amongst Bears fans as a, as a return to the Fangio scheme. So yet again, another the Fangio thread runs runs deep in this season, and, and this is this is it. Another another Bears joining joining that uh, team of, of Fangio fans. So, is this all part of like an essay you're planning about how the 2021 season is purely? It is. I've got. Fangio. I've really. I, I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. But uh, it needs for that to need to work. The secondary needs to be better. So they have got Desmond Trufant comes in to replace Carl Fuller. Again, uh, alongside uh, Jalen Johnson, one of my guys from Utah, the big play guy, and uh, one Mr. Artie Burns, uh, whose time there could be limited. So um, we'll see. Uh, the front seven is in place. It could be a sleeper defense, but the, the, I don't think they've got the the quarterback. Sorry, the cornerback personnel to run the scheme um, that uh, they they need for the for success. So I've got I've got the I've got the Steelers edge in this one. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm rooting for Artie Burns. I hope Artie Burns has a good has a good season. I, I hope he finds a finds a home in uh, with 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 the Bears. I I still think the Bears are at the moment. I think they're the most boring team in the league. But then at the same time, they, they're a team that's boring that seems to do things. But um, I I am I am can I'm still hurting about you know having Tevin Jenkins because it it was it was a uh, it, it broke my heart to be quite honest when. Uh, the Steelers didn't take him, but um, yeah, it, it's it's a boring side as, as a whole. When you've got uh, Montgomery, David Montgomery as your running back, it's it's gonna be a pretty dull team, right? <laughs> Montgomery heat from Dave. It's, it's, oh. it's pretty dull. It's 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 a grey offense at the moment. <laughs> I know what you mean. Like if if you get to the point where you haven't taken a running back in fantasy and you're left with Montgomery, you're like, hey, yeah. yeah, I suppose yeah. I should. Yeah, you're right. I need a running back. He's there. He, he's, 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 you're scraping the barrel at that point. If you get to Montgomery's left, you go, oh, if I've got to take him, I'll take him. He's got a pulse. I will say though with Montgomery, I mean, I was a massive fan of him coming out. Um, I'm just looking at sort of his stats from that. He had a fantastic end to the season, didn't he? he was, so he had one touchdown up to week 12. And then Thank in the well. last five weeks, uh, excuse me, six weeks, he had seven touchdowns. Eight, excuse me. So he had a good finish. So it'll be interesting to see his, him taking the next step. Yeah. I think you're the only one who's interested in it, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it took, um, it took uh, what's his name there, didn't it? Uh, Herbert, Khalil Herbert. Yeah, yeah. Tariq um, Cohen's but... still knocking about mm. as well, right? He's always yeah. on one of my fantasy teams for some reason. I just can't get rid of him. I think I traded him too. Oh. Um, uh, yeah, so we know who Mike's taking in the uh, UK Steelers draft. Yeah. <laughs> so, sure. are we going Steelers for this one? Did it, who, who didn't pick? I've got Is Steelers. Yeah, so you got Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave's got yeah. Steelers. Mike. Yep, Steelers as well. I, I think the Bears do have a couple of decent players, but 
Yes, it has been for me. Yeah, I feel like we've been dismissive of the Bears. I do think the Bears are on the right track to turn it around. But I love mm. the Fields pick, as we all know. But um, but yeah, not this year. Let's let's calm no. down. Dave, just one. Uh, sorry, go on, Mike. No, no, no. I was going to say, no, go on, you go, Gaff. You go. I was just going to say, Dave's tear still continues. You know, <laughs> the one loss and then a just sixteen and one. Yeah. We're on a big run. We're hurting after that first lo- first loss to the Bills, and that sparks the fire. Uh, I, I'm checking out of my reality and joining Dave's reality because I, like <laughs> I have to have hope, otherwise I just cry all the time. Oh, <sighs> right, that, that's enough of this. I'm washing my hands of the Bears. Um, Okay, on to week 10, I believe. We go, well, Dave, you said that we were talking about the most boring team in the league. This is the most boring team in the league. The Detroit Lions, so this is going to be two weeks where if you want to take your holiday, this is the week to do it. Um, in Heinz Field again, finally we found a series record that the Steelers lead, 17-14. to 14. Um, The Lions, what do we think? That, oh, God, the Lions, man. The- yeah. <laughs> So I mean, the, Jared, most on. most yeah, most of these teams you you look back at the previous games and there's something interesting. This game, nothing, nothing interesting. It's a <laughs> it's like, ever classic. To the yeah. So it was a, a 2015, sorry, 2017, but the the score was 2015 and it was a win, and it was really only memorable for Marvin Jones and uh, Antonio Brown trading big plays, and a 97 yard touchdown by Juju which was was some well, kind of record yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 that was good that was a good yeah. um, and there was a drop fumble by Golden Tate in the fourth quarter which nearly killed the Detroit hopes for a comeback but a massive play by Ebron took the Lions down to the red zone with three minutes left but uh, we held them from seven yards to win the game and Stafford was you know on fourth on fourth down trying to make a play and it couldn't happen so the, the Steelers held so that that was great but the Steelers have basically owned the Lions since 1966 they haven't they haven't lost since then uh, which was uh, 13 really yeah oh jeez yeah. sorry yeah no sorry 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 I've I've, I've uh, made a mistake there they haven't lost since 1998 oh that's the sense right. yeah <laughs> they've owned the Lions since 1966 in terms of they've got a 13 and two record. From that time, so they've only oh, lost twice yeah. since '66. How is it 17-14? Um, did they beat us a lot prior to '96? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. I was okay. selective with my time scale there. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> and and they held in. They lost in '98 to the Lions, even though they held Barry Sanders to 33 yards in a field goal fest with only one t- touchdown each. But you can see I'm struggling for something to say about this because yeah. there was there wasn't much about that game really. Um. I'm just so unenthused about the Lions right now on offense. I think they they did they made the Jared Goff deal. I, I don't think that was because they really wanted Jared Goff, but yet here we are. I think this the Sewell pick was probably the right pick. I wouldn't have been upset yeah. if they'd taken Fields. I'm more upset with the Broncos for not doing it at, at nine. But you know, I thought Sewell was so far and away the best or highest potential kind of player on the board that to take him where they did. I think at seven, right, was was. Was a, it was a great deal. So I'm excited to see how he goes. But it does look like a team, or an offense at least, with just a lot of, similar to what you said before, just untapped potential guys. TJ Hawkinson, is, is he ready to to, to make the lead? He kind of did it last year a little bit at times. He had, he had a decent rookie season, but I'm waiting for him to like become that next big tight end. DeAndre Swift, I want to see more from him. He had a lot of buzz around him in, in his rookie season. He, he had the heartbreaking uh, drop, right, where they should have won that game. And that, I, I don't know how much that played with his head, but... Um, I'm not yeah, I'm not filled with a lot a lot of juice on this one to be honest. What golf and no weapons, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, golf and no weapons. Yeah, Dan, Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell and uh, Anthony Lynn. I mean, good luck to you guys. What, this, what 
this is the is this the worst wide receiver group? <laughs> like, I mean, I like uh, Amon Rasen Brown, who they drafted, right? But he's currently buried on the depth chart. I mean, Bashad Perriman, Tyrell Williams. Doesn't fill you with hope, does it? I mean, uh, I think it was the uh, the PFF guys were saying, you know, it, it's it's hard to know if this is is still a team stuck in the nineties that's kind of building through the trenches and just completely avoiding, <clears throat> you know, devoid of any outside weapons, or is it a genius draft strategy and thinking, right, we're going to lose this year, but let's let's get our kind of you know our, our, our lines in place, and then next year we'll load up on um quarterback and you know wide receiver and secondary to to complement akuda and and it's actually a genius plan but um i mean either way it's not very good for 2020 uh 2021 sorry yeah um but they, they have got a good line i mean like rag now mm. they got decker you know they got sewell um decent tight ends like you say uh you know it seems like a team selling out for success and and uh in, in term in the run with uh play action off it like with goff that's what he did, you know, but they, they ranked last um, in defense, DVOA last year. So hard, hard not to pick, pick a win for the Steelers here. I mean, the, 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 the defense played awful in the secondary last year, you know, and, and, but they didn't, they, they didn't upgrade it. They, they decided to go after D-line, you know, they picked mm. up Brockers on Wuzurike, Ali McNeil, who was a, you know, one of our favorites, but they didn't, they didn't pick up a safety. So, you know, obviously they want Akuda to take a leap, but um, yeah, I, 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 is anyone going to pick a, a Steelers loss here? No. I, I, hate, I hate to be the guy, but I, I'm going to trot out the old um, playing down card because <laughs> we are guaranteed to play down to a team. And it, it's, you know, in terms of the offense, it, like Gav said, it, it's not a, it's a, it's a decent O-line. And they, they have got, They've got a decent running back room in Swift and uh, Jamal Williams, a picture from Green Bay. You know, it, it, it's they, they've not got nothing. They're not completely devoid of anything. It, it's just that I have this sinking feeling that the Steelers are going to play down to the to the sort of. I mean, they haven't really got. They've, they've got a, a defense that isn't. It's it's a ghost, isn't it? It, it? It's it's not really anything. It's it's a team that's got an offense that can potentially do something, but a defense that that can't even hobble them above water to give them chance. So, but like I said, I, I've got this feeling that they're going to play down to them, and that's going to be that's going to book my trend of, of of constant W's throughout this season. Okay, that's fair enough, Dave. I mean, I remember when the Steelers lost to the Bucks, who were like the worst team in in the world of in the history of the NFL so it is definitely possible oh yeah happens. I mean we got to pick these games by like the likelihood right but but there's going to be games in there that we lose that we shouldn't and there's going to be games in there we win that we wouldn't have expected so that's just how it goes Mike how are you going for this one yeah I'm um, I see it as a comfortable win y- yes there's the potential banana skin given our record but um I'm impressed with the lines in the trenches, uh, Gav. I think I heard the same, the same, uh, the same part from you in the PFF side. They, they are they well ahead of the curve, or are they, you know, thinking about the early mid nineties? But you know, Dallas did that a little bit on their low line, you know, with strengthen that up and then build around it. But if that is to succeed, it's probably another year or two out. So yeah, chalk me down for Steelers, man. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, does it matter? Because the effect is the same, isn't it? It's like. You get you you, you you sort out the trenches and then you know you hit the draft next year. When you when you suck this year, you, you get talent next mm. year. You get Sam Howell or whoever. So si, where are you yeah. at with these guys? 
Yeah, I'll take Castillo's win. I, I will just point out as well, I didn't realise that they picked up Sage Surratt uh, after he went undrafted. Yeah. He's a guy who'll stick around, I, I think. Watch him stick around and make a career for himself in Detroit. He's the right place to do it. Slow as molasses to quite steal. Oh, you know. but he's, <laughs> he's so strong. He's got the hands. He, <laughs> so he, strong. He can do something. Right, let's move on. So that was a, that was a comfortable set. So where are we? Hang on, let's reset. Yeah. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six. So six and one, two, three. Six and three. Six and at three. this point. Okay. So that rolls us into week 11, and we complete the trifecta of the most boring teams in the NFL by playing the Los Angeles Chargers. Maybe that's harsh. They've got Justin Herbert now, but they've got no fans. So does that, does that, does that mean that they're in the, the bottom three? I don't know. You've got no fans. You've got no ground. <laughs> they literally have no ground. Oh, have they got a ground now? No, they have got a ground now. I think they're, they're yeah, so far like... someone else's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. True. Um, so, so we last played them 2019. I'm sure if Rich was here, he would talk about when he was there with Sage watching uh, Bell score his touchdown. Anyway, um, the last time we played, yeah, 2019, was a win, 24-17. It was Duck Hodge's first start. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, Devin Bush scored his only, um, his first and only touchdown with a heads-up play when there was an incomplete backward pass. Do you remember that? And everyone stopped play. I think it was Melvin Gordon stopped. Mm-hmm. And uh, he didn't. Mm-hmm. He scooped it up. And um, and then he and then he picked up a tip pass later. So it was, it was a good play for Devin Bush. So um, so he's got that to build on, you know, feeling confident. But uh, that's about it for that game. Wasn't, that, wasn't that exciting? Is that the game where they played Renegade at, at, at randomly? Uh, am, I, <laughs> am I misremembering that one? They, they played it, just, you know, it did not realise and they, it was actually like the, our defence's hype song. It could have been, because I remember it was the game where the stadium was filled with Steelers fans and everyone mm, had a duck yeah. blower. Everyone had one of those duck, duck things and you could hear the duck <laughs> things all through the game. Yeah. Yeah. So should I go into the, my Vic Fangio rant here or not? Or do you want to, have you got something to say? <laughs> uh, okay, if you've got a Vic Fangio rant. Okay, another Vic Fangio. This is where the thread continues because new coach Brandon Staley is a Fangio disciple. He was the very successful Rams DC and they ranked first in total offense last year. So he'll be bringing that match coverage Vic Fangio if-then scheme to the Chargers this year. See how it continues to spread. Um, but aside from that, the Chargers scored all of their points in the fourth quarter, uh, fourth quarter against the Steelers last year with a, um, uh, when we played them last. So, you know, this is a team that comes back. Uh, they've come back in quite a lot of games. So it, it, it's a worry in that sense. But it's the first time that Herbert will see the Steelers. Uh, it's the return of Matt Filer. Um, you've got to watch out for Josh Palmer, who could be quite a deep threat when you're dealing with um, Keenan Allen and... Um, uh, Mike Williams, uh, you got Joe Lombardi, the new offensive coordinator. Is you know he was the quarterbacks coach with the Saints, but he was the uh, offensive quarter coordinator in Detroit in 2014-15 when they had some success. Uh, it's like a sort of limited power run game with short, quick passes. Um, sounds a little bit like a drag factor offense, Dave. So uh, I don't know. I, I've got I've got this down as a win personally, but um, I don't know. what do you guys think? Yeah, I uh, the Herbert thing is is troubling. Is, this, is it? I say this was at home, or is this at so far? This is at so far, right as well. Yeah, at charges. Not yeah. not that matters. I mean, we take more funds than they do. Um, this is this is this is tough. This is a tough one. Do I want to be optimistic? I think this is the definition of the fifty-fifty. This is like the coin flip one for me of all the games I'm looking at on the schedule. I think they really? are on the up. Yeah. Maybe that says more about where I position the Steelers compared to you guys in the league. 
Um, I, I'll air optimistic. I go. I go. A Steelers win. I just have a lot of belief in her, but some people seem to think he's going to have this second year um, slump. But I, I don't know, man. I, I, I think he's. Uh, I think he's very promising. I think he's got a promising uh, career ahead of him. I, I, yeah, go on, I'll stick with the win. I'll stick with the win. Okay. I mean, let's talk about the defense. I mean, outside of Joey Bosa. The defense was poor last year, wasn't it? I mean, Chris Harris was disappointing. Derwin James yeah. coming back will lift the lift the secondary, but it's got a lot of questions. I mean, I think I think James will will be in that sort of John Johnson role that they had at the Rams last year. But who's next to him? Uh, Nazir Adley, who you know missed most of his rookie season. Uh, Kenneth Murray hoping for a better full second season, and Asante Samuel's there. So this, I think this this. Um, Defense got some question marks. Although Bosa will, I think Bosa will be unleashed on third down. Um, I think he's going to be in that kind of Aaron Donald role that uh, you know, Staley had in the Rams and that Mac had for the Bears. You know that you think about that that play where you've got that guy, whoever that is, Donald or Mac, out wide and just suddenly just stunts inside and just destroys your center from the side. And then suddenly there's a looping interior lineman with a free shot at the QB. That's something that Staley loves. So I, I imagine Bosa will be doing that. And um, they've got Jerry Tillery, who uh, he's got a lot of potential. Did you were you were you a Tillery guy, Mike? No, uh, not back end of the first. I thought that was a, a wee bit rich. Um, I think he's, he's he's probably got still a little bit more to do to to generate or sorry to to. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, make it a value pick at the time. Uh, handful of five career sacks across two years doesn't really scream star, does it? It doesn't. But there's, I think you know uh, Staley unlocked Leonard Floyd uh, with the Rams, so is it is a chance that mm. Tillery, you know? Is... Although that begs the question: Is it you know was that just because of Aaron Donald? That's true. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. You absolutely so you you wouldn't be surprised they got Linval Joseph as well he was um he, he, had, he had a good few snaps back uh Vikings days um their D is interesting because it has got the potential to be really good and and the Sunday Samuel you mentioned Gav I, I've got a sneaky feeling he could be he could be really really good for them um again they just need the pieces to align yeah I I I, yeah, as I said, I've got this down as a win. I think I think Najee could be the difference in this game. Um, again, so what it is for so. me, I think I just I just re- I don't want to keep harping on this. I think Herbert is one of those few QBs that that keeps them in any game. You know, I think he's I think he's could be at that level where you know, along with a kind of I'm not I'm not comparing him to say he's as good as this, but I'm you know when you say well the Chiefs can be in any game because they have Patrick Mahomes. You know, I don't think there's a matchup where I look at the the, the Chargers now and say well there's no chance they can win this game. Or, or I'm very confident that they're going to lose any particular game. That's not to say that they're going to go on a streak and win 13 games. It's just that I think, you know, on a, on his day, I think he can compete with anyone. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's you, you are right in that. I mean, you, you can't really look to the running game to to support it. I mean, you got, I mean, all you got is Austin Eckler, right? I mean, I do Justin, like Eckler, ja- Justin Jackson's played 16 games in two seasons. Um, Josh Kelly's greases his hands before every game. Um, and they've and they've just and they've just added Larry Roundtree, um, who I, I mean, it's obviously yet to be seen. What I, mean, I think who was it? it? I'm sure one of us had a, as a 
a sleeper or a red star guy. I'm pretty sure one of us was pretty high on Roundtree. I can't remember, but um, but yeah, that that's that's all the running game's got to support him really. You take Herbert out of the equation, or if if a team can remove Herbert from the equation, then the running game isn't going to support it very much. Um, I like Eckler uh, though. I think Eckler's good. Mm. Yeah, Eckler's yeah, Eckler's uh, uh, is good. I, I mean, I'm divided. Um, Trey McKitty as well as a as a tight end, sort of a mismatch kind of guy, uh, athletic mismatch kind of guy. But you know, it it just um, yeah. I, I, to me, it it strikes me as a it's it's either going to be a win or a trap game. Mm. I, but but I, I think it, I think it's going to be a win this one. I I think the Chargers for them it's always just been held, isn't it? How, how you know how healthy can the team be? I mean, in old money, I could see them go eleven to five or five and eleven. Because the, if, if everything works all right, then it's fine. But like last season, there when James was gone, Bosa didn't play that very often. Their old line got battered. Eckler got injured. You know, and they were picking high. Mm. Little nugget, just a, something to throw in there. According to Football Outsiders, worst special teams outfit last year. Ooh. So, you know, Si, plays into your court. Yeah, yeah. How's their punter? I don't know. Yeah, who yeah I was just about is. to check that. Um... Kai Long. Ty Long. I mean, with a name like Long, you'd you think he would kick it far, wouldn't you? you know. Is it one of those ironic names like calling a big guy tiny? <laughs> Dave, did you just pull that off the top of your head? No, that was on my. Uh, oh, you should have said you did. You should have said you uh, did, Dave. Yeah. Well done. I can't Dave. lie. I'm, I was cursed from birth. I can't lie. Oh, fair enough. Um, um, let's pick this game. Sorry. What are you oh well, yeah. I'll, I'll stick with this too. I, I do want to just pick up on something Dave said very quickly. That I think we got to be careful with our use of the term trap game. The Chargers are as good a team as us right now. I don't know that we can call it a trap game. The same with like kind of the Raiders, even maybe. I mean, what what counts as a trap game these days? Like any you, game you know? we lose. Because <laughs> I get, I get, I get it. What it used to be, right? We would play the Jags, who were like a three win team, and then we just lose out of nowhere or whatever. But I, get, I don't know. This Chargers team is good, man. I don't know. If we can call it a trap game. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. It, it just, it, I don't know. It. it... It, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like a a team that's in a sort of a, a winning rut at the moment. You know. Yeah, yeah. I I do think we own the Chargers though, so I will I will take it. I'll take the Steelers. Okay. Dave. I, I thought I was already down, but yeah, and oh, Steelers sorry. win. Steelers. Steelers. Win. Mike. I'm gonna go against the curve, gents. Um, I can see this as a loss. Okay, but that still counts as a win for us combined. So okay, we mm. move on. Okay, we fly straight into the Ravens at home. What we no, we to... don't. Do we? Yeah. Oh, do we? Oh, what, oh my God. At, I got it all wrong. At the Bengals. Cincy. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Ignore me. Oh, I'm getting lost now. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Week 12. Referring Week 12. to the seat. Referring to the sheet. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Week 12. Bengals. Um. Yeah, well, we've, we've done the Bengals already, right? So, I mean, I've taken us to sweep the Bengals, so. Yep, me too. I'm sweep- we're sweeping the Bengals. Good. Yep. Yep. Dave? Okay. Yeah, I agree. Are we, all, are we all agreed, Mike? Yep, clean sweep. All right. Okay, we can, we can sweep over that one. Then our first trip um, with Baltimore. Um, this is. I'm trying to think what I want to do with the, the Baltimore. I'm going. I'm going to take Baltimore to to do us over. Okay. I've got the Steelers win this one. I've got a split in with with the Ravens, and we obviously play uh, in Baltimore week eighteen. Week eighteen. What's going on there? Um, uh, what, uh, it seems like the, 
It's, it's, it's definitely deliberate, isn't it? The, the, the divisional game is the last game of the season. Yes. Oh, yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. And, so, and so they've also been deliberate, the schedule makers, and it's either been the Browns or the Ravens because... It seems like it's been yes. It seems like that's been a deciding game in the playoffs for years. It it seems like the Ravens hold the key to the Steelers' postseason success or not. Obviously, it was the Browns this year. Let's not talk about that again Um, when we met them in the postseason. But uh, yeah, I've I've got the Steelers taking this one. Um, No, I'll I'll sit with the L. Okay, Dave. Yeah. I, I agree with you guys. I think we we split it, but I think this one's this is the one we lose. I think. Okay. Mike, where are you? Yeah, likewise. Actually, um, I see a split. Um, so I, I I wouldn't be surprised if we lost at home but won away. I think has a little bit been a little bit of a trend of that between us and the Ravens, where we seem to be winning in in, in opposing home stadiums. I might have to check that. I out. think I think you're right. Yeah, I think yeah. I've heard that. Okay. Well, that makes it easier if we're three to one. Yeah. So, okay. Lose this one. Next. Okay, on to the Vikings. That's right, isn't it? I, th- I think uh, yes. Yes, my, my article of choice has messed me up, so I'm getting, <laughs> I'm floundering. Um, on to the Vikings. Uh, this is a, a tied series record, 9-9, nine and nine, all time. Uh, the Vikings are in a bit of a weird spot right now. Um, sticking with Kirk Cousins, this could be a very close one. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, the last game we played was uh, week three of 2017, it was a resounding 26-9 win. Steelers mm. won an unimpressive victory against backup Case Keenum again. There he is again in for the injured Sam Bradford in Heinz Field. And notable only really for the fact that Juju scored his first NFL touchdown. Mm. Can't even picture that game at all. Oh, that was a little uh, pitch to him, wasn't it? About two yards out? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah. I think the Vikings are just so dangerous with Dalvin Cook in the running game. That just scares me a lot. Um, we have been pretty good against the run of late, so maybe that's that's hopeful. But he is so dominant, man. The offense is quite similar to the Steelers. A mix of awesome weapons and a terrible O-line. I mean, pretty similar. I mean, you look at their, all of their PFF grades is, is their offensive weapons. I mean, you've got Jefferson, Thielen, you know, uh, Dalvin Cook, and you've got uh, Matheson. And and then the O line's awful, and they cut they cut Riley Reef, but um, replaced him with Darasaur. Uh, the O line was ranked 26th on PFF going to 2021. Steelers were ranked 29th, so they're in it's kind of a similar situation. So it comes down to the QB is you know is. I mean that's similar too, right? Two QBs that yeah, are much maligned yeah. in the media now. Yeah. And... yeah. Uh, defensively, they signed Patrick Peterson, who's sort of been declining since 2018. They beefed up the D line, Dalvin Tomlinson. With, added to a strong group that already includes Sheldon Richardson, Armand Watts. They've, they've improved their edge rushers with Patrick Jones, got Daniel Hunter, Stephen Weatherly. You know, they tried to improve their pass rush. So this this is, I think this is quite a, a matchup of two similar teams. I don't know what you guys think. Well, we've got a revenge game as Colquitt's brother is the punter. Um, I, I think it's, this is, I said it was the Chargers game. I think this maybe is the 50-50 game of the season. I'm I'm very concerned about. I mean, first of all, Thielen and Justin Jefferson is is enough to to leave me quivering with our secondary. But then you add that to such a such a successful running game, assuming that Darwin Cook's healthy at this point in the season. Uh, that's a scary thing to to consider. But maybe they would say the same thing about us with that, with our you know receiving core and, and maybe Najee at that point in the season. So 
this is a tough one. I don't know. Dave, yeah. talk me around one way or the other. I I really can't because I'm pretty much in the same situation. I, I I'm scared of Cook, and um, that's the yeah that's the thing that sort of plays in my mind with the, with the offense really. But then at the same time, we do have a, a very good run D. Um, but I don't know. It, it, it's I, I can't really come down on on either side of it. It's it's one of those like say one of those games that could be just one of those fifty fifty games. I uh, I I can't I couldn't convince myself either way on this one. Mike, can you help out here? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I tell I tell you what I thought. I I I had the the Steelers beating the Ravens at home and and this being a come down loss mm. after that that ma- you know have a massive struggle. It's against a short the Ravens. week as well. Yeah, and then and then lose this one. So I've I've got a loss yeah, here. That stinks of it. The only thing that could potentially talk you around is, like, like as you say, it, if Cook's still healthy at this point in the year, they haven't got an awful lot of depth behind him. I mean, there is obviously guys there, but there's not. Hey, don't I say don't that. Know, the Amir Abdullah truthers will be around. <laughs> I think, you know, Matheson has come in and proved, you know, or looked like a clone of, of Cook at times. Uh, yeah, it's been a good handcuff. I, do you know what? I, I took the Chargers game. I, I kind of led that in our direction, so I'm going to lean this in the other direction to balance that out and go for a, a loss. Okay. Who wants to go next? David, Mike, who's going to step forth? I I will sh- short week after playing the Ravens. Yeah, I'm <laughs> probably going to say a loss as well. Okay, Dave. Is it going to be a clean sweep of donuts? Does my vote count much at this point? Um, it doesn't count, <laughs> but it, you know, <laughs> your vote always counts, Dave. Yeah, it, it, it all counts in terms of I'm going to keep track of this and you know I hold you accountable. Yeah, um, well, God. well, since 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 I took uh, I took us to beat the Chargers, I think I think I think I did. Um, I'll uh, I'll take a loss to the Vikings. Okay, this is our first consensus loss. <laughs> wow, that means we're down, bound to win. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, I know the first one is the Vikings. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll roll into Week 15 against the Tennessee Titans. Um, you can't call them that anymore. Man. I'll continue to call them that until I decree <laughs> that they shouldn't be called the Titans anymore. Um, Steelers lead this one, 47 to 32 all time. Obviously, a very different looking Titans team to the olden days, the, the Titans days, as you might say. Where are we on the Titans this year? I still think there's going to be a slight regression to the mean, although the Julio news does seem to have tempered that thought a little bit. Yeah, it's bit. definitely changed it. Yeah, I mean, we, don't forget, we played them last year, so it's, it's relatively fresh. Um, Steelers beat the 5-0 and Titans 27-24, uh, to despite Ben throwing three picks and only two touchdowns. Um, this was the win that made the Steelers the last undefeated team at 6-0 and in the game that was postponed three weeks due to the Titans being the NFL's first COVID outbreak team. Yeah. Uh, Titans came back big in the second half by scoring 17 straight points. But uh, Goskowski missed the game-tying 45-yard field goal with 14 seconds left. And um, the side note was Ray Ray. McLeod won the Battle of the Rays when he returned a punt 57 yards to set up a Benny Snell TD over uh, Khalif Raymond. You know, that was our, that was our, that was our, you know being us that was our talking point. <laughs> uh, the return of Bud Dupree in this yeah. game that's one to watch. Hopefully we don't see any sacks out of him. Um, just taking a look over the over the team. 
Um, they drafted Caleb Farley. That's an interesting one to look out for as well. Yeah. Start, big big churn on this team. Yeah. They were, they, they're really uh, an unbalanced team. Uh, if, you, if you believe in DVOA, they had the, the fourth best offense last year and the third worst defense. Um, their offense was record setting. Man. I mean, it was second in total offense, second in rushing, second in red zone completion percentage, fourth in scoring. So this this was a big deal, really, and they they should have done better than they did in some term, in some ways. What a turnaround Tanner Hill's had in his career since coming mm. to Tennessee? It's, it's kind of crazy. Or was he just being hampered by Adam Gase? Well, that's it, right? Yeah, but a new a new IC um, promoted tight ends coach. Todd Downing, after uh, Arthur Smith went to the Falcons, obviously, um, he was OC under Jack Del Rio's twenty Jack Del Rio's twenty seventeen Raiders, and um, mm. that was that was the team that made Derek Carr a Pro Bowler. So you know some potential. Yep, uh, Julio, big signing, yeah. good line, very good line. It's a very good offense uh, all, def- all around, man. Yeah, so offense in a success window. You know, four yeah. four players on offense with elite PFF grades. Tannehill, Julio, AJ Brown, Derek Henry, um, and they have Jared Pinkney. So, let's <laughs> <laughs> see. You put Derek Henry in there. I mean, you, um, uh, Rich talks about you know backs overcoming bad O lines. Not, not, not that I'm saying the Titans have got a bad O line, but it's you know he's he's probably a guy, he's a guy you could put on any team and he's going to be dominant no matter what. <clears throat> he's he, he overcomes anything. I, th- I think you could put a brick wall in his way and he'll overcome it. But um, yeah, like like you say, you had uh, Jones in there. It, it starts making the concern come up a little bit more. AJ Brown's in there as well. Um, yeah, this, it's it's a it's a legit offense. And they've added uh, Dylan Reddens as well in uh, at tackle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a couple of quid on um, Des Catch Magic. Bound to upset me. He's only yeah. going to catch one catch all season, and it's going to be a touchdown against the Steelers because that's you know that's the way <laughs> these things work. So I'm going to put that bet on. Yeah, yeah. But it's the defense, right? That's the real question. Okay, they've got a good offense. Steelers got a good defense. Mm. Um, where are we with their defense? They've they made the right sort of moves. Like I said, they've added Bud from. From from the Steelers, they've, they've added uh, Caleb Farley. They've, they've they've made the right moves to kind of add to it. It's not it's not ready yet. It's still in the oven baking, but it's it's not it's not ready yet. You know, um, but it's it's not um, it's not. I don't think it's the worst. I don't think they're going to be the worst defense in the league. But they're not. They're still, it's still going to be their big weakness. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how they all gel. Like they added Janoris Jenkins as well, right? Obviously, start, I assume they'll start Caleb Farley. They got Elijah Molden hiding out in there. Mm. Um, Rashad Weaver, another one of our guys, Naquan yeah. Jones. But I mean, you look at the losses: Clowney, Malcolm Butler, Kenny Vaccaro, Dory Jackson. Good players. A lot, lot, lot of churn, like you say. Mm. This comes back to that 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 gelling conversation you had. I can't remember who it was about. Was it the Browns? Um, where how you know, but this is late in the season as well. So 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 I suppose a lot of this is going to be based on how this defense plays throughout the season. I I, I, I I'm confident in the Steels, but then I look at the caveat of right. Well, they have AJ Brown and Julio Jones. All right, so Hayden will take one of them. Fine. Ooh, I don't I don't know about either of those guys <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> you know that scares me a little bit. Yeah. I, 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 I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take the Steelers, but I just I don't know the Titans are one of those teams that I just struggle to respect. 
Really, I, I, I've, I've got, the, I've got the Titans. Here, the Bills man, were got... like this as well. I've kind of come around on them, but I need one more season with the Titans. I think, I think this is a Titans win. So, what you're, you're picking the Steelers win here? Yep. Okay. All right, who shall I go to next? Let's go to Dave. Oh no! Don't come to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty scared of this. I, I'm, I'm scared of Derek Henry. I'm scared Derek Henry's going to bust through my door at some point. I'm, I'm terrified of the dude. Like the James Harrison advert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm scared of that guy. Um, yeah, I'm taking a loss on this one. I think. Mm. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, I'm. I, I, I think Tennessee could be quite a good good outfit this year um, they could easily clean sweep 6-0 and their division and could be looking at north of a dozen wins um, because of that I'm just looking at the, the stats that when we played them last season AJ Brown averaged 25 and a half yards per reception <laughs> jeez <laughs> and then we've got um, Julio as well I mean a lot of it will depend on, on Julio's health coming back as well because if he isn't that yeah. guy then then I'd fancy our chances more. But if he comes back to any decent ability to what he has, um, yeah, Joe Hayden on one and then big massive question mark on the other side. So, um, yeah, I'll, 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 uh, I'll push for a loss in the Titans. Okay. Consensus lose there. Well, not consensus, but uh, yeah, final lose. Never okay. let people say that I'm a pessimist. I just, I just lone wolf the Steelers win. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so where are we at? Uh, we're at week fifteen. I was, and... Yeah, I was really hoping we'd get a win there because we lo- we said we'd lose to the Vikings, and now we're going against the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> week sixteen. Um, this Steelers is a really this tough record. portion of the schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's brutal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. twenty three and twelve all time record, but that doesn't stand for much given the Chiefs um, situation. Now this is played on Boxing Day in Arrowhead. Which is weird, which isn't isn't the end of the season. Christmas no longer spells the end of the season, which is weird, right? Um, Chiefs, yeah, we last played uh, week two of the 2018 season. This was a this was a game. Huh? <sighs> Who remembers this? This was a savage loss, 42 to 37. Just just take that scoreline in, 42 to 37. The Chiefs put up 21 points in the first quarter. The Steelers countered with 21 points in the second quarter. But then, unfortunately, the Chiefs scored another 21 points in the second half to kill the Steelers. Mahomes passed for six touchdowns in this game. Um, two to some guy called Travis Kels. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know who that guy is. Um, but Ben actually outpassed uh, Pat. He had more passing yards. Uh, this, this was just like some bonkers, crazy offense game. Uh, Hayden was out. Maybe that had it. Jesse James had the game of his life, man. He had 138 yards and a touch uh, on five targets. I mean, crazy. But the story was Mahomes. I mean, this 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 was his first season starting, uh, and this game meant that he passed for 10 touchdowns in two weeks, which was an NFL record. Um, um, the Steelers tied the, their record for most touchdowns allowed with uh, Jim Kelly in 91. Um, but interestingly... Ben was playing through an injured right elbow that limited him, limited him in practice. This was 2018. Injured right elbow. Mm. So, you know, a year before that injury. So how long, how long has this elbow been plaguing him? So this, this was the start of that, or the first time it was included on the injury report. So who knows? Maybe that injury has been a major issue for a long time, and maybe this, this season he'll suddenly be out of that cloud. That's, that's the hope, right? 
Um, but yeah, the Chiefs. Anyway, uh, second on offense, DBOA last year, and 22nd on defense. So we know the story of the Chiefs, yeah. right? Yeah. Hmm. What, what I want to ask you before, because I mean, we could we could spew all day about the Chiefs' offense. What's going on with the defensive ends and the pass rush right now? Are they are they really starting to tackle Charlton? Is that a thing? And, and <laughs> didn't, didn't Frank didn't Frank Clark have some like uh, issues lately that, that means he might miss? He had an Uzi in the Lambo. Yeah, which, which sounds like a lyric from a, a, a hip hop. <laughs> an Antonio, an Antonio Brown. Yeah, yeah. join yeah. that. You put, yeah, yeah, I got frozen feet, and you know, I don't know whatever. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell is getting. I'm getting two two girlfriends and robberies. You know, they oh can put those God. together. Do you remember the frozen um, feet thing? I totally forgot about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've heard they're going to move uh, Chris Jones out, out to the outside because they got no one else. Jesus. Uh, let's see. I mean, I, I mean, listen. This, this team can cover up for a lot, right? But mm. let's see how that goes because that feels like a regression to me a little bit on that defense. I mean, it's going to happen, right? With you know, you can't pay everyone forever, so that's where holes are going to start to appear. But you know, Paddy Mahomes means this is always going to be a, a questionable, a questionable game for any team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what was the story of the Super Bowl? The line wasn't it? Like how yeah, you know, the line yeah. was beat up. I mean, they cut Mitchell Schwartz, who 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 turned up on a um, free agents that the uh, Steelers sign article I read today. Actually, uh, wouldn't be against that experience, but um, I don't know, who knows whether he's you know got a functioning back at this point. Um, but yeah, they, so they they cut uh, Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher. Eric Fisher, man, what was he? Number surprise number one pick. I don't know. Yeah, Central Michigan. Yeah, uh, but they they bring, brought in Joe Tooney and Carl Long. Is Carl Long fit? I don't know. Let's see. Uh, but they get uh, Duvernay Tardif back from his uh, frontline health work, and and they traded for Orlando Brown, and they've got Lucas Niang in this in in year two. So they're they're clearly hoping that their O line is going to be better. Um, so that's something. That, I mean, uh, and Sai, let's talk about Ilair. Where are you? Where are you on him? Hmm. He's been a, he's been an interesting one, right? Because he was another one where last season he came just shooting out the gates, and then it felt like the narrative had switched on him by the end of the season. I think he's he's in the perfect position for him. You know, I I don't think he has much room to do anything but succeed in this offense. Yeah, it it feels like people are really down on him. It does based I, on what happened. I think I think he's going to outplay his his fantasy I, football I p- p- yeah. uh, draft position ADP or whatever. Um, I was massively high on him, and I just think he was thrust in to a difficult situation in, in, in a complicated offense. Um, Mike, where are you on Hilaire? Yeah, you're right. You jump out of the gate with 100 plus yards in this first game. Um, I think I remember seeing that the uh, the morning after the opening kickoff. Um, missed a few games. I, 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 you know, they. I'm guessing they wanted him to be really a, a receiving back as well, and he did have that in some games. You know, a couple of games over 50 yards receiving, but did miss three. I, I like you, like you said, Gap. Maybe people were pushing the fact that he was falling into the first round in fantasy football drafts, and and they just thought, well, anyone who's going to be electric is going to succeed in the offense, and he did all right, but probably the best way to describe it you know he's plenty still to do he never bottomed out as well though i think that that would give me some uh confidence in him going forward he you know what i mean it, there was never a point where he was a net negative on this offense i didn't feel like um ah, definitely not i mean i, th- I think he was overdrafted last year he's probably going to be underdrafted yeah. this year and next year he'll be correctly drafted <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple of rookies to, to look out for um 
we might see the uh, the Creed Humphrey Kendrick Green decision come to fruition in this game. We'll see who who won that one if they're both starting at centre by then. Um, and then my boy, the boy Nick Bolton, will be starting <laughs> at linebacker by then, no doubts about that, and he'll probably be the best defensive player on that team. I was going to say we've got a uh, UK Steelers uh, linebacking call with uh, him and Willie Gay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's actually one of the they one of the most uh, uh, you know promising aspects of their defense because pretty poor, pretty poor. And 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 you look at this roster. It's is this is this the uh, the leader in the clubhouse for the Didlow rankings? I mean, you got yeah. We mentioned <laughs> Frank Clark. You've also got DeAndre uh, DeAndre Baker on this roster, and really? somehow somehow. Antonio Callaway snuck onto this roster as well. <laughs> what? So those three dudes are in the clubhouse. Oh my gosh, so he is. Yeah, he's like eighth on the wide receiver <laughs> depth chart. Wow, wow, I can't believe he's still got a job. He's only 24. How, have he, how did he flame out so quickly? It's so depressing, man. I mean, if I had an opportunity to play in the NFL, the last thing I would do would be like driving around with drugs and ammo in my car. I don't know why these guys do this, but, you know, I don't know. It's I don't understand. Life, man. It's a different life. Yeah. Um, I will uh, just I'll stick with it I'm kind of disappointed because we lost that's why I wanted the Titans win but okay I'll stick with the L for the Chiefs uh, it's hard not to pick an L so I'm, yeah I'm with you who wants think, to go next go on who's I think, brave I think I think overall this team screams regression but at the same time I don't think it's regression to a point where they're going to be you know flip into the exact opposite of what they were last season. You know, I don't think they're going to be on some massive hangover where they just become the exact opposite of what the Chiefs were last season. But there's going to be some regression. I don't think you're, you're not looking at the Chiefs of last season, but they're still they're still pretty big time on on the on the off, particularly with the offense. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm putting a, a big L on this one. I'm oh, Dave, I thought you were you're leading up to a big uh, <laughs> slam down yeah. of a of a win here. But okay, sorry, yeah. Mike? No, I think they're mad to uh, to bet against Mahomes at Arrowhead, so a loss for the Steelers. Okay, second consensus uh, loss. Right, okay, so that's it. We're done, basically. Yeah, we, we can steam. These two division games and yes, then we're there. Steam through these. Week 17 against the Browns. Screw you, Browns. Uh, <laughs> this this one's at home. Uh, did, we pick, did we pick to lose the, the previous ones? The previous game? Um, I did. And you did too, so yes, I, I picked to win this one yeah. if we're splitting. So yeah, do you want to well, yeah. split the other way? Okay, Dave. Dave said we're sweeping the Browns. So. I, I, th- I think I've already put my, <laughs> I've okay. already picked my flag to the mast on that one. Okay, Mike, do you want to? Do you want to? Uh, I, I was uh, no, I was splitting. So I think that this uh, this falls as a win. Yeah. Okay. Consensus win against the Browns. Okay. And then I'm going to do something I never do and say we get sweeped by the Ravens. I split, yeah, okay. I split the Ravens every year, but I don't know. I feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah, I've split the Ravens, but yeah. So, so yeah. Okay, both of you, all of you, have said we lose originally against the uh, the Ravens at home. So, what are you doing here, Mike? You said you you said we uh, we we, we uh, split this in reverse. So, are you going for a win here? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Nice, uh, nice back to back win to finish the finish the regular season. Okay, Dave, are you going to make this difficult or are you going to just make this easy? <laughs> I, I'd originally said to go um, pretty much the same as what Mike said, to split with uh, the reverse of uh, you know, winning away from home. Does that, make, like does that make it really difficult? No, that makes so, it easy. It, well, it makes, no, no, if you, if you say we win, yes. is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah so, so that makes it difficult. So we, wait, we, no, we, we split. 
At least I think right. I'm... Why am I doing it? Whoa, whoa, whoa slow down. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Gav. Are we at home with this one? I thought you were saying we won this one. No. Me? Yeah. No, I say we lost it. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'll I say we confused. won at home. So we're, 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 we're 50-50. So this is the first time this has happened for ages. So what do we do here? <laughs> Someone um, help out. We're 50 50. <laughs> so, me, me and Sai have said we lose. Yeah, I don't know. Um, who's going with momentum? So, I've gone loss, 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 win against the Browns, coming to uh, go to the Ravens. Uh, Sai's got loss, win, loss, win. That doesn't help. <laughs> Dave's got loss, 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 win, win. And, and Mike's got loss, 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 win, win. Okay. So, you guys are on a momentum streak here, and you pick the Ravens. <laughs> I, I could go with a win here. I could, you know, this yes. is this is getting time. This is this is it. This is where it counts. Um, anything can happen. You know, it's going to be a foggy night. You know, maybe <laughs> Lamar Jackson's out, and they've have they still got RG three, or is it Trace McSorley? Maybe Trace it's Trace McSorley. McSorley. You know, TJ Watt punches Trace McSorley in the face, knocks him out. Who they got? So yeah. I'll go yeah, with a win. Screw it, yeah. All right, right split yeah. with the Ravens. Let's do it. Let's go for a win. Okay, so that means the Steelers are officially, officially, <laughs> officially <laughs> ten and seven. See that? That's it. That's that, our record. Yeah, and I think if it had been nine and eight, which would have been just as reasonable if we'd have gone the other way in the Ravens game. So yeah, I think that's yeah. Mm. And we're can back I to where we started. Out, go on, Mike. Can I just point out we mentioned just when we started about bookies odds at the over under? Yeah. Eight and a half. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. That's what I was going to say too. We're, we're way over what yeah. uh, the national media is, what the bookies are. So, you know, count us down as being optimistic. We're a homer podcast. What do you expect? But I don't think we were particularly homerish. I don't think we were unreasonable. I think we gave everyone a fair due. I think, you know, well, maybe apart from the Bears and the Lions, but whatever. Shall, shall I just recap what, what we've got? Mm. Okay, so we had a loss to the Bills. We had a win... So that's a way away to the Bills. We had a, a win at home to the Raiders. We beat the Bengals at home. Then a loss away to the Packers. That one's up in the air, I think. But anyway, um, <laughs> a win at home to the Broncos and a win at home to the Seahawks. Then we go to the bye. Then we uh, lose away to the Browns, beat the Bears at home, beat the Lions at home, beat the Chargers in LA, beat the Bengals again. Then we go on a tear of a four-losing game streak. So we lose at home to the Ravens, lose away to the Vikings, lose at home to the Titans, lose away to the Chiefs, and then win the last two games to make the playoffs, beat the Browns at home, and beat the Ravens away to finish 10-7. and I will just say, do you know what this highlights to me? How little room there is for error in this season, because I do think we've been fair as, as far as each individual game goes, but... We really can't afford to slip up against the Bears or the Lions or the Chargers, you know. Yeah. Or because if we, you know, if we go away and, and lose that game to the Broncos, you know, which could easily happen, right? We we talked about how great the defense is, or, or that Seahawks game, in, you know, in Week Six, or, or any of those Ravens games. There's so much, there's so much that could go wrong here because it's such a tough schedule, right? There's just not a lot of room for error in those slip-up games, like Dave said. Yeah, well, it's a soggy middle, isn't it? It's a tough yeah. beginning, you know. Get to get through the Packers. Tough, tough middle bit, and then yeah, come the Ravens week thirteen gets really tough from there. Yeah, I think this is what I was saying, right? Where you know I don't think this is going to happen. I could see that that season where you fall under five hundred. I could see a route to it. Do you think it's going to be Tomlin's first losing season? Oh, I hope not, man. 
we've just picked ten and seven, so that's you so know. yeah, it shouldn't be. But I'm just saying, you know, you can see the realist. You can see why it's fallen that way for some media folks, right? I, th- I think we pay more attention to some of the media folks. Hey, you know, I, I listen to a, a, a varied range of stuff, and I think I'm not sure they're completely correct. You know, I don't think they're as you know. What are we? We're just a bunch of fans that like to talk about the team. But I think we, you know, slightly more than so we pay closer attention mm. to, to some than some. And I think I think this team's been underrated. Yeah, I do. I just think that the Steelers roster might end up being better than its record. You know. Dave, you got any uh, overarching thoughts? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I can't get on board with the whole Tomlin um, losing season thing. That that sent a shiver down my spine. I can't, I can't imagine that. That'd be awful. It would be awful. Yeah. No, that, that that can't happen because that would just that, then all the Tomlin haters would all just rear. Can you imagine all the Tomlin haters just coming up out of that grave they all sit in for the rest of the year? <laughs> They were just waiting for Tomlin to have a bad, you know, a bad game, and they all just they pop their head out of the toilet like some sort of like some sort of horror film, you know. Oh god, it's awful. He didn't call I a timeout. I I dread it every time he does something wrong. So, oh, get him sacked like some sort of oh, this rear up. Oh, hate it. But um, but uh, no, as a yeah, I I, I can I, I see what size getting out with this sort of being a, a team that's better, that's more talented than their record. Um. Yeah, I, I entirely agree with that. Um, but no, other, other than that, I'm 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 excited. I mean, just just this exercise alone um, that we've we've sort of done as as a group, it, it's got me excited for the for the season. Actually, looking into other teams and and mm. looking at what they've got to got to offer and and the, what they face. Even though we don't really know where the team's at, we know we've not even gone through training camp yet. But it, it's the, the juices are flowing already. I'm excited for it. Not long now, Dave. Not long now. Mm. Right, well, that was good. That was a good productive exercise, I feel like. We know more than we did before. That's always the objective. Um, I think there's only one place left to go, which means it's time for me to tuck into my weekly shortbread and, and for you to hit a button. Four large dollars, kid. Everything on them. Do you want onions on your set? I do. Plenty onions. So, so what's on that shortbread side? Is it is it uh, just a standard Scottish Dave, butter biscuit? Dave, I just set you up to highlight that I was going to be eating the shortbread, so I could not speak. And then you've asked me a question. <laughs> I can't. You, you, you present biscuits, and I have to ask the question. Like, is it a good one? It's got crunchy M and M's. It's got um, like a flake, like bits of flake on the top. Hang on, that's that. That is not. A, I'm sorry, I burst your bubble. That is not a shortbread. Right, okay, so let me explain. This is like a shortbread on the bottom. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man! <laughs> this is shortbread on the bottom with like a layer of chocolate and then like icing with little toppings and stuff. It's like like when you get a brownie, but shortbread. Yeah, that, that's that's not a shortbread, man. Well, it's I, a shortbread on the to... bottom. What, do you, what, what is it then? <laughs> I hate to break it to you. But um, the. Uh, <laughs> we're moving on quickly. Um, it's sort of, I have a, a corner sort of based sort of loosely around that. Um, you know, like when people reach a certain age, like OAP age, do they suddenly get like this this catalogue to order snacks and treats that don't exist in, in shops anymore? Because like where the hell are all these old folk getting all these pink wafers from and like and, and gummies that 
like like these gummy sweets they don't exist on a, on a shop shelf but they somehow have them in their home it, it what made me think of it is that i i mentioned to my mother-in-law this this isn't like as one of those shitty hack um comedian jokes because i i well i failed comedian but um yeah the, the, i mentioned to my mother-in-law that like where, where do they get where do you get all these pink wafers from and Nick, the, the time after that after she after I mentioned that to her, she came to visit us and bought like three packets of pink wafers. I didn't want these pink wafers, <laughs> but I was suddenly presented with this this opportunity. I say opportunity, this situation where I had to eat pink wafers. I didn't want pink wafers. They 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 are like they're a flavorless. It's it, it's literally just a wafer. It, it's like if anyone doesn't know what a pink wafer is, it's one of these pink panther. Uh, wafers it's like the inside of a kit kat that's oh, legitimately awful but with it's just what? pink it's, it's got it's got no flavor at all it's literally just wafer all right i gotta bounce pink. back on this i got now now this is difficult because i funny, it's funny you say this day because i haven't had a pink wafer probably in a decade <laughs> <laughs> but but and you're right because it was something that my nan used to give me right she'd always have pink so you're actually 100 right however pink wafers are great man from what i remember maybe i need to go buy a pack now but like, eat, eat, if you take a Kit Kat chunky, eat the chocolate off the outside, you're left with what is a pink wafer. But or, it's just pink. or you, you, Amazon delivers delivers you a parcel. You take the cardboard, you stuff that cardboard no. with foam inside, dye it pink. There, you, there you have a pink <laughs> wafer. Pink wafers are nice and crunchy. They got the little thing in the middle. I don't know what it is, but it's like some kind of like creamy thing that makes it not just dry cardboard, like you said. Okay, your, your challenge, should you choose to accept it, is to find a shop that sells pink wafers. Asta, you, you Asta ha- sells pink wafers. Defi- I've definitely seen pink wafers in Asta. Surely they'll, they'll <laughs> ask you for you. Do, you. do you have your OAP card? Are you, are you over 65? <laughs> no, because pink, pink Panther is related with pink wafers, right? Isn't that like a, like a thing? Not anymore. <laughs> mm. I'm looking at pink wafers right now on Asda. 61p in store. Got Other 50. retailers are available. Yeah. They got, well, this, you <laughs> you've, know. Raised, you've raised a point there, though, because you made me think about old people, and and old old people seem to wear old people clothing, don't they? They wear like the, yes. the like the men seem to wear like the sort of comfortable sneakers, and you kind of get those kind of pleated trousers, and they all wear kind of like those pastel colours. What's the deal with that? By their chin. Yeah. What <laughs> What's the deal with that? Do you do you, do you hit a certain age, and you're suddenly like, ah, oh, you know what? That kind of like beige jacket that looks cool. I want that. Or is that is that just fashion that's just led through, and and I'm I'm still going to be wearing my dodgy '90s clothes when I'm 90? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think as you get older, you do sort of you, you give in to the fact that you're not um you're not a, a punk anymore, you're not a teddy boy anymore, you, you know, whatever the the thing in your youth was, you're not that anymore, and you sort of give in to it. And you go, yeah, I'll just I'll just wear I'll wear the grey beige thing, but at the same time, I'm I'm, I'm I'm 32, nearly 33, and I walked into Marks and Spencers not all that long ago, and walked around going, "I like that. I like that shirt. That's a nice shirt." That, <laughs> if it, like 19, 18, 90 year old me is looking at me going, "What the fuck are you doing, man? Get out of this shop!" <laughs> and, you know, and I mean, speaking of like the shops that have gone under, I mean Burton's went under, but I remember my sister telling me like, "Never buy anything from Burton's." Because Burton's is where old men go to shop, and then Burton's became the shop of like footballers. Footballers went and, well; they were advertising for Burton's. It was a cool shop to go to, and then they went bust and went under. But um, much like the uh, UK Steelers podcast merch 
shot. Well, that's, that <laughs> remains to be seen. That might not be a thing. That Very might be similar false trajectory. fake news. Very that similar trajectory to Burton's. There's going to be 70-year-old people walking around with their UK Steelers podcast merch going, oh. I remember when this was cool. <laughs> I don't know how many people, but there will be people, I think. About 25, I reckon, judging by the sales. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, did, did, did anyone else have a, have a thing to say on Pink Wafers before? Well, I yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> I'm just reading... <laughs> Hang about. I do. <laughs> I'm just reading the reviews for the Pink Wafers on Asda. Um, uh, is this review by you, by any chance? No, there's there's a lot of reviews on here. They've got an average rating of three point seven. Um, three point seven seems a bit high, man. That that is that is high. If that's the, out of five. That's a high rating. These Too wafers high. are th- these are great wafers at a great price. Everyone loves them. I buy them every shop. <laughs> this, this, re- this review is from by Dorothy H <laughs> Sorry, you were supposed to carry on there, sorry. Sorry, Pink pink Panther wafers are a thing on Asda as well, by the way. I knew there was a Pink Panther tie-in. You've you've really attacked me to the core with this Pink Panther. Um, Sorry. It's that I was faced with three three packets. I had three whole packets of Pink Panther wafers that I had to get through. And (laughs) I I threw one one and a half of them away. That's how far I got through it. (laughs) So you ate a bucket and a half of pink wafers. I hope your mother-in-law isn't listening. Oh, she doesn't listen. Don't worry. She's, she's, not, she's, <laughs> she's a, definitely she's a not made it through the uh, the uh, schedule no. preview. <laughs> no, she's a Titans fan. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> but like, it, it's just it, it's it's a bland nothing biscuit. When I'm presented with like my big love in terms of biscuit, I'm in, I'm onto the biscuit cast. I need to say this is a biscuit cast. Yeah, this this is a whole podcast in itself. It's 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 the dark chocolate digestive. Interesting. I, or or the, the bourbon slash bourbon, depending on how you pronounce it. It's yeah, the, 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 I'm a I'm a classic classic biscuit guy, but the pink wafer becomes too classic to into the realm of this isn't a biscuit anymore. This is just bland air I'm eating. Foam. It's just, it's foam. It, it, it's in it's in the same realm as those pink shrimp gummies. Yeah, I'm with <laughs> you, Dave. Right? I mean, I'm 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 on the other end. I, I, I'm like a Garibaldi or a Hobnob, but yeah. yeah. To, to me, the, the, a foamy biscuit, sacrilege. Yeah, heresy. What, what about? Because what I think is the prototypical old person biscuit is the fig, the fig roll or whatever it's called. That's actually okay. At least, no, at least that's got some good. juice. No, <laughs> they should be d- dismantled and thrown into the dustbin of history. There's, there's no need for fig rolls. Oh man, it's not even a biscuit. It's literally a dog treat. Look at it. <laughs> it's not a dog treat. It's not got meat in it. It's got figs in it. <laughs> have you have you ever eaten dog food? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I'll take that as a no. I've oh. eaten cat food. It was surprisingly nice when I did, but I was very drunk. <laughs> what? But it was fine. It was fine. I don't, I don't. I don't know what health implications it had at the time, but it was. It was perfectly fine. You know, before before the show started, I, I did. I mentioned that each week by week, Gav shocks me and surprises me, <laughs> and my opinion of him changes week by week. He's gone from this guy who's you know a, a, an intelligent, knowledgeable, opinionated guy. To being a guy who shits up hospital—not hospital, hospital, hotel <laughs> walls—he shits up hotel walls, kicks down people's fences, eats cat food, 
and eats cat food. What? Wait, was the Fed What's story even on, on the podcast? Was the Fed no, story? That, wasn't, that was private. That no. was a, a private tale. Okay, you, you can bleep that out if you want to. You can edit that I won't. out. I'll leave it in. But, man, <laughs> what? It's what? not the worst of the tree. <laughs> It's gone from it's gone from week by week. My opinion of you changes to like hour by hour. My mum always said, you know, <laughs> "What's next? You, are, you, are you a serial killer, Gavin? No, is this what, I, is what I, you're I working up to? Don't fuck with cats." Um, <laughs> my mum always said, "You know, don't be a two-dimensional piece of paper. Be a three-dimensional character." And, and I've lived up to that. I think. I agree. Yep. <sighs> Very three-dimensional. I always say that Gav's that guy who you, you come up with any story, Gav's got like a related story to it. He knows yeah. a guy yeah. who does everything. <laughs> yeah, he's like one of those people. Um, right, just back to the biscuits. What, what do you think of nice biscuits or nice biscuits or whatever we call them? That's just like a sugared, uh, sugared uh, biscuit, right? Just plain biscuit. Is boring? No, I'm, I quite like them. I think they're the best of the plain biscuits. Well, maybe not the best, but you know. What about malted milks? Nice don't nice don't stand up well to dunking though, do they? You dunk but, those but those ah, guys, they give up immediately. But they are good when dunked. That's the thing. So you've got to be very subtle with yeah. the dunk. It's one of those. But the timing is difficult. Yeah. I have fond memories of a malted milk. Malted milk is one of my sort of young childhood favourites. Mm. I have fond memories of it. So I, I have I have I, ca- I couldn't throw it away into the dustbin of, of biscuits. It's way above the pink wafer. Put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think the, the chocolate malted milk might be one of Sneaky the Best Biscuits, I think. There's a chocolate one? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It costs you about 50p more than the regular pack, but... That's, that's steep. That's, that's, a big, that's a big price tag for a yeah. bit of chocolate on the side of your malted, malted milk. It's very good, though, Dave. You've got to check these out. I mean, they're not like expensive. They're like 80p, right? It's like... Anyway, Dave, was, was... sorry, Dave. What's this actual kebab corner? Yeah, was, was this a part one? <laughs> well, I, I, I did have a part two, but I feel like we've I've, I've overrun no. my steak. No, 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 no. No, no, that was okay. a pair of teeth. So m- moving away from uh, from biscuits, I'm sure everyone is going ah. Oh. Um, but I I have a few like celebrities that oh. I sort of um, <laughs> are. That's that's meant about something else, right? That's like a innuendo sound effect. Sorry, I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting away from the subject. Um, so I, I have a few celebrities that I sort of cling on to that are probably they, they are over the hill but they, they are over the hill and they should probably be into the dustbin with pink wafers but um like i, I cling to them because I, I have these fond memories of them and one of them is um is sean bean i i, I have a love for sean bean um he is a guy who has somehow stolen an acting career i think because he's basically a Yorkshireman who drinks a lot, and he he's basically plays a Yorkshireman in every film, despite the fact that he's playing an American. He play he plays a Yorkshireman. He's like, you got to do an American accent for this bit, Sean. Yeah, okay, I'll do I'll do an American accent, and it's the exact same accent of what he's doing before. He doesn't <laughs> change it. He's just doing the same thing. Um, but the other one is is a guy called John Garcia. He's not an actor. He's a he's a, a singer. He, he used to be in a band called Caius. Um, which sort of became Queens of the Stone Age, um, etc. Um, that whole sort of um, California desert rock thing. Um, anyway, he went off on his own and joined a few other bands. And because I loved, loved him as a singer, I sort of followed him around these other bands. I bought their records and what have you. And he's now at a point in his career where he is, he's past it. 
but he's still releasing solo records. He's still releasing John Garcia with whoever or doing his own thing, which is fine. You know, I, I can't knock a guy for trying to continue his career. But there's a point where I'm starting to think, am I the only one buying this record? Because I'm pretty sure at one point he went, this one's for Dave. You know, it, 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 <laughs> he's sort of rehashing old songs that he did with other bands. And it just became, it, it's becoming a bit of a thing where I'm just, I'm just buying the record because I like the guy. You know, and um, I think I need to cut ties with John Garcia. Um, but I, I think, I'm just wondering, do you guys have, have any guys that you sort of, or girls, it doesn't have to be a guy, um, that you sort of cling on to their career because of fond memories of what they did before? I'll tell you something quickly before we get into that. Is, uh, I, uh, Sean Bean was buying palm trees at my local home base. I ran, what, I ran into him. Yeah, no, it was a few years ago now. But yeah, he was there, man, wheeling out palm trees. Got quite a hard man image. I don't know. I've got nothing against gardening. I, I like gardening, you know. I, I, you know, that's that's cool. But it did shatter the illusion a little bit. Him wheeling <laughs> a little trolley and having some dude in a home base polo shirt helping him load, you know, bags of multi compost into his boot. I was like, ah, oh, okay. Um, yeah, did you did you not did you not picture him instantly in his sharp costume? Yeah, from, blowing, uh, blowing a horn. Yeah, you know, picture that when you when he was picking up his palm trees. No, an underrated Sean Bean movie and an underrated Nick Love movie was Outlaw. I know a lot of people yeah. uh, hated that movie. I quite enjoyed that movie. Something about it. I, I need to see it again. I've only seen it once, but um, classic Danny Dyer. You know, if you're a Londoner, Danny Dyer is. I don't know. What do you guys think of Danny Dyer? Sorry, diverting um, kebab corner here. But uh, Danny Dyer to me is. One of the, the greatest comedians of the last couple of decades. I don't know. He's just so so amusing. Um, but I can see why Northerners wouldn't wouldn't necessarily like him. Uh, I I, mean, I I don't. Would you class him as a comedian? I don't know. Not it, not intentionally. But he's he's <laughs> he, he's he's funny. But he's sort of he's funny in the way that the guy down the market's funny. He he strikes me as the guy that's trying to sell you. Like I remember when I used to live in London, there was a market nearby, and there was a guy you could hear selling tomatoes from about four miles away because he'd shout the price of these tomatoes. He seems like that kind of guy to me. That's just a guy down the market who's got the gift of the gab. Yeah, so it's just it's, it's yeah. sort of a company, you know. If he was selling tomatoes, he'd still be doing something on the side that was proper naughty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see what you mean. I, see what you mean. Uh, I can't, I can't get on board with that. Anyway, sorry. Where were we? I'm, um, I'm too, what... too anti-southerner for Danny Dyer. Um... Yeah, sure. I, I can't. I can't <laughs> he's, he's very niche market. So, sorry, sorry, apparently Dave. as well. I hijacked it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll be seen. Um, sorry, Dave. What what was the thrust of your your thing? It, it's it's it is is there a it, it, well a, a person with any within any sort of career, whether the actor, singer, whatever, who you sort of cling to. That they're they're past it, and you know they're past it, but you still love what they do, even even if it's shit, you still love it. Mm. I feel like Rich would pipe up here with his Godzilla love, but that's um, a good question. Yeah, I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is like a thing like Samuel Jackson, but I don't know that he's past it. He's just, I mean, he might be in the prime, but he just kind of does whatever he wants. That I kind of like that. But he 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 hit the big time. Post his prime, didn't he? He was that mm. old when he made it. Yeah. Uh, Mike, you got something? Oh, no, I'm struggling. That's a belting show. 
Yeah. Samuel L, yeah. I, I, I have a thing that mm. this is niche. There's a there's a, a UK hip hop guy called Black Twang, big in the big in the nineties, massive, uh, unreleased he had like a, a an album which was released on vinyl called 19 Long Time, which was never released pro- officially because it had loads of uncleared samples. And then he had to like re-release it in like uh, five years later and it wasn't the same. Basically, I, I check in on, on Spotify maybe once a month, whether he's released something. I've seen him play. I've seen him like perform live. Awesome. Awesome lyricist. Amazing. Um, it's got one track called Ain't, Ain't Done Too Bad by Black Twang. You have to spell it B-L-A-K-T-W-A-N-G. Black Twang, check that track out. The, the lyrics are so amazing. He's just like massively underrated. Before, um, you know, who, uh, show my age. Who's the guy? The guy that wore the vest. Uh, that narrows know, it down. Yeah. No, <laughs> who, who, no, the guy that wore the vest at, at Glastonbury and performed. You know, you've got the UK kind Stormzy. of prime act. Stormzy. Yeah. Before Stormzy, you had Black Twang, right? And and he's set up, you know, making UK hip hop respectable. Um. So yeah, that, that's that's the guy for me, Dave. When when you said that, I instantly thought of Black Twang. Is that I I constantly check to see if he's still releasing albums because he he does he does he does he's still pumping stuff out. But his his moment has passed. He had like a a, a small moment at the end of the nineties, early the two thousands, where he was he was quite big. So th- mm. that's my shout. Sorry for being esoteric. Do you, do you know what mine actually might be? Um, Kevin Smith. Does that fit? Yeah. This? Because yeah, Kevin Smith does. feels yeah, like he yeah, isn't yeah, like yeah. you know, but I I listen to his podcast. I just think he's a hilarious dude. I just he's the kind of guy you just want to hang out with. Even though no, he's, that's a good he's, shout. yeah, I think that kind of fits this. Because he hit the mainstream and now the mainstream's left him, passed him by. Yeah, Kevin Smith's like um, I was saying, King of Queens. Is it King of Queens? I'm thinking of the wrong guy. No, Kevin Smith's the guy who did Clerks and Mallrats and Jane Silent Bob. Oh, okay. Now I'm, I'm with you now. Okay, because they, they look kind of similar. I think maybe I'm mixing up in my head. What, what's the other guy I'm thinking of? I don't know who you're thinking of. Uh, Paul, uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop. Oh, that, that shitty film. <laughs> no. Sorry, so, so, so the crux here is that someone that's been successful that is now no longer successful that we still like. Like Nigel yes. Farage, for instance, that would be one. Ooh, if if, if someone like Nigel Farage, <laughs> I just mean someone that I just mean End someone that's had. A, I just mean I just mean someone that's had a moment and is now a complete joke. Yes, you'd say that that would be Farage. Yeah. Well, I'm not no, saying I'm a Farage fan. I say a complete joke. Just someone who's who's should probably retire, but you still love what they do. Boris Johnson, another example. <laughs> Why are you always so politics? <laughs> I don't know. I just just. It's a, it's a hard it's a hard uh, question. I'm not saying mm. I support Boris Johnson. I'm just saying you know someone that's been popular and is now you know wearing an England shirt over a tie. I mean, what's the dude doing? Mm. I'll, I'll I'll try it one um, because I'm sure the last time I saw him on the telly, he wasn't looking the May West. Michael Douglas. Interesting fact Belton. about. Go on. Go on. Not to say Belton movies in the late 80s. That's all. Interesting fact about him. He he had a rare uh, condition. Of of a, of a of a strange jaw disease that was brought on, but can only be brought on by too much kind of lingus. I can, I can see that. I can see how that happened. Is he really? <laughs> is that true? That's not yeah, true, is true. It? Is yeah, such, true. Is there such is there such thing as too much? Apparently so. You go out with the uh, the, the woman from they uh, sitting Dying, there taking notes. <laughs> yeah, you you get that condition apparently. 
So watch it out, fellas. Or, or ladies. <laughs> I don't know. We go either way these days. I'm sorry, I can't tonight, love. No, sorry. I've got to watch out. <laughs> Me and Michael Douglas. Uh... <laughs> yeah, the dude likes a fanny. That's, that's it. <laughs> Get that on a t-shirt. That's a t-shirt. Michael Douglas, dude likes funny. Uh, I sorry, but I, I I can't. Well, moving on quickly. Um, I, I can't end this without mentioning the guy who is apparently now what most people consider to be our well, people from outside this country consider to be our prime minister. I think, but the guy who put a a, a firecracker up his backside. My uh, God, have you seen the? Have you I seen the read full? That. Yeah. Have you seen the full video of that? Yeah, that, it's mm-hmm. brutal, man. It's so, brutal. Dave, the upside down one. Yeah. It, oh my god! It's yeah. funny that you mention this because literally, five, like ten minutes ago, someone sent in one of my group chats a picture of, of uh, the thing about him. It was the the metro headline: "Idiot drank twenty ciders, snorted coke, put flare up backside, then stormed Wembley." That sounds like a great night. <laughs> <laughs> Problem is, it was over by four p.m. <laughs> I like his quote. I like his quote in the article. There were no rules that day. All I know is that I loved it all. I was off my face, and I loved every minute. I'm not saying sorry. <laughs> There's the moment where this, this, he's upside down. All right? He's got his trousers up, like his tackle's hanging down, and someone's pouring beer inside his backside while there's a burning flare. I mean, <laughs> how'd you get to that point in life? I, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, this is a good idea. <laughs> At 2.45 on a Sunday. <laughs> That's, it's, it's the point in the movie where it pauses and, go, and, it, and, it, and it, like, the narrator goes, you might be wondering how I got to this point. <laughs> Interesting dude. Let's let's get him on the podcast. See what he knows about the Steelers O line. He might have some good takes. That's a gettable guess. It feels like <laughs> <laughs> it's within our remit. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Have we got anything else, Dave? No, I think I think we should end it there let's before wrap it up. Yeah. before it gets too bad. It's been a long one. Um, cool. Well, thanks for joining us, Mike. It's, pleasure, uh, lads. Pleasure. It's been a pleasure yeah, to have nice. you back. We don't want you just in for the draft, so it's nice for you to to fill in for Rich while he's away on his jollies. Yeah, <laughs> no, not about it. All that. Come on, you've got to give us a second about Bray. How are Bray doing? Oh, great, great uh, show. Oh, had a great finish there. It was it last week? Two 0 down with six minutes to go. Bang, bang, two goal. Finished two two. I could tell you're excited because you tweeted me directly. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> if you're not supporting Bray by this point, you, you, yeah. you've listened to this. What are we doing? Much here? of the podcast. What are you doing here? Come yeah. on, get behind Bray. Get on Bray Wanderers. The, the, their social media guy is pretty adept as well. I got to say, he's he's. Uh, well, I assume it's, it could be anyone. Their social media guy is great. Um, I said, I said, that's like I went gender neutral, and then said guy. <laughs> <They're social. laughs> oh, the patriarchy made me slip up again. Anyway, I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a owning guy and dude as being gender yes, neutral. Yes, I've always said that as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you never know, do you? So, where, where do Brace sit in at the moment? Out of interest. Uh, just so the playoffs, if memory serves me right, uh, tap dance, tap dance, tap dance. You're, you're, you're an owner. <laughs> We've established I'm not, but <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, just inside the playoffs. Come on, Bray. Let's do it. Go, Bray. And how, when does the season end? Do we know how long we got left? Oh, no idea. Okay, well, never mind. We'll put him back on the spot. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah, tenuous threads of this podcast finally unwind. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you stuck around, uh, thank you very much. Episode 100 coming up soon. We got anything planned? Um, I, that as a, as I, I, think, no. I think that's a no. <laughs> you got any when will that be? Will that be in, in training camp, wouldn't it? Well, this is 98, so next week's 99, and then 
a week after is 100. So. I think we should do 100 should be our, uh, our uh, final uh, Steelers pro- projected uh, roster. Okay. There you go. Okay, not quite the resounding landmark I was hoping for. That's still fun. It's still a show I've been looking forward to. And then 104 will mark two years of us doing it, so I don't know if that's maybe the real landmark. I don't know. We'll, we'll discuss. Yeah, it's a real, a real uh, pat on the back for us. Who, who'd have known it when we when we set out on this venture that we were going to make it this far? So, who'd well done. Fair play, lads. Yeah. Hit, hit the special sauce, I think. Yeah. In more ways than one. <laughs> At least every week bringing you this nonsense content. Yeah. So. <laughs> right, well, it's been a pleasure, guys. Um, follow the show at UK Steelers Pod. Follow me at Cy Wrote This. Follow Gav at GM Boom Up and Dave at This Is Dave Hart. What's your. Oh, Dave, I forgot it. This is, this Dave, is Dave Hart. Hart. Yeah, I had it right. right. Just yeah. for some reason, I said that and it felt too long. I was like, is it, is it just This Is Dave? But I was like, that doesn't sound right. Should I change like my Twitter handle for you? <laughs> no, it's perfect. Just like the show. Just I actually like show. thought I thought long. that it was too long for like Twitter's rules or something, but uh, oh, I think no, mate, it's too late. Uh, and Mike, where, where can you be for? That Cambridge Paddy? That's the one. That Cambridge Paddy on Twitter. There we go. I remembered Mike's just not Dave. Um, we'll see you all next week, guys. See you later. See ya. Go break. <laughs> Up the seagulls. Go, go on. Yeah.